And so the great wheel turns. It is this chant, this catechism that spills from the cracked and bleeding lips of the twin-tailed crusaders. With each step they take through sucking quagmires and across ash-smoothed plains, those words press down upon them, driving them onwards when mortal will and strength begin to flag. What other options remain to them as they march into hell itself? How might one endure the endless suffering if not by embracing it? And so the great wheel turns. Some seek reassurance through the vagaries of faith, fueling their strides with zeal. Others lose themselves within the embrace of madness, loosening their grasp upon reality until all the realms seem an inviting and noble summer's dream. Some draw faith from their brethren in arms or seek war for its own sake, high ideals lost beneath the tumult of violence and strife. All are mere grist for the passage of history. All move inextricably toward their doom as the cosmos dances its graven dance. And so the great wheel turns. That doom now settles across the dawners like a ragged shroud. In the high mountains of Gairan lurks a king born from the midden heaps and reeking oubliettes, a bloody star that casts forth rays of purest insanity. Upon the fireplanes of Akshi, the feuds of the dead will swallow up the living, and more shall be demanded of those who have already given all. Yet none can turn back now. There's only the next step forward, into darkness. And so the great wheel turns. Welcome to the Garage U Tools for the next three hours or thereabouts. We're going to do our best to keep you informed, entertained, and have some laughs along the way. Bringing you a mad Mortark scheming vampires and some dude wearing guts as a wig mm. i'm dave Whitech, and with me as always is my co-host chris walker cruz yo what's up what's going on buddy too much we are here <sighs> we are excited we are talking Dawnbringers four Dawnbringers four you believe it mad king rises oh this one's good yeah this one is good. I love Ushorin. I really do. And I can't wait to get into <laughs> this because, dude, he's an interest. He's really interesting. Yeah. He's probably the most interesting of the Mortarks, I think. At least right now he is. Like, Manfred's mm-hmm. fun, but we all know who Manfred is. It's not, you know, there's nothing new about Manfred. Like, he yeah. kind of does what he says on the box. Yeah. Neferata, they don't really show us a ton of because he's always yeah. behind the scenes. Yep. They're both in this book. Yep. Um, who's the other guy? Um, from the soul, not the soul bike grave lords, the um, Arcan the Black. Oh, that's him. And then who's the the for the bone guys? Catacros. Catacros. He's kind of interesting. Nah, but uh, no, sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, like I said, there's not that much. And you look at this guy, and you're like, how crazy is he? How much does yeah. he know? Yeah. Um, but you know what? Before we get into all that, because I I could talk about him for a while. Just mm. and plus, when he talks all fancy, I just picture his voice as really smooth and yeah. silky, and not at and all he, the croaky voice. Like, yeah, and, and then he slips into it and just goes bananas. Yep. And does he look like that guy on the back of the book when he like is? Do people see him like as is in his old form anymore? Like, does he project that? I. I would think so to the people like that are under his delusion. Yeah. But are there other people who see him that way too? Like other people mm-hmm. who come up when the delusion is that strong? Like when yeah, it I comes think, into I think so. Yeah. yeah. That's so interesting to me. 
The somber paladin. Especially since he looks normal and he's that giant monstrosity. It's like when the yeah. emperor shows up in that short story and looks like a normal person, and then when it mm-hmm. fades away, he's like three times as big. Right. All right. Okay. Before we get into us, let's do the quick stuff. Thanking the sponsors, Chaos Orc Superstore. Chaos Orc Superstore. Chaos Orc Superstore. Six Squared Studios for all your MDF basing tokens and 3D printing needs. And of course, Grognard Games in both Roselle and <laughs> Batavia, Illinois. There's always something happening at Grognards. Yeah. Love this bell. Okay. Uh, also, the Patreon patrons, those people who. Uh, think this show is worth their hard-earned money, and we love you for it. That includes our associate producers, Jake C., James Brown, and Old Man Yeti, and our executive producers, Scotty Milne, George Stradon, and Sir Killsteak. Scotty, who I, text, I didn't get to text him back. He texted me. He's like, did you did you tell Chris about Archeon? I'm like, I showed him Archeon. <laughs> for those yes. of you who don't know, Scotty had Archeon and was thinking about doing uh, Slaves of Darkness and then decided no. But he still wanted to build an Archeon. And then he's like, he has him built. And he's like, uh, I'm just going to let him sit on a shelf. Dave, here, you play with him. So now I've got Archeon. And he's fully painted to a very nice standard. A much better standard than I think I could have done. There he is. He's gorgeous. Yeah. And so, yeah. So one of these days, and this is one of those things I would never bring without warning a person. But one of these days, yeah. we, we've got to have a game with yeah, him. Yeah, we'll try And him see out. what he does. Because he's dumb. Maybe we'll do like a... I don't know. Maybe I could run like some mega gargants at him or something. Sure. Like I said, we'll see what happens. Like I said, yeah. I'm, I'm just interested to see what he can do on the table. I mean, mm-hmm. I know he's good, but I've never played with or against him. So yeah. that'll be interesting. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, we do have we do have voicemail. We have two. Oh, nice. And so if someone wanted to call and leave a voicemail on the voicemail line, they would just do this. They would just call one seven five seven GH show six. That's right. One seven five seven GHO six. GHO six. Most international callers dial zero zero, and then one seven five seven GHO six. Do it. Call. Leave a voicemail. All right. I, so we've I, got. I, I, I really like voicemails. They're so fun. I do. I do too. I like when people call and and leave. And the thing is, we I don't actually listen to them till the show comes. I probably should start because people ask yeah. questions and we should be prepared. Mm. You got to start reminding me of that Dave. Do we have voicemails? Said like play and so I'll call and I'll play them for you. So at least if we have or if they ask a question, I can at least tell you what the question is. Yeah, I would send you the Google Translate. Yeah, but as bad. as I'm going to point out on the second call from unknown, um, that uh, oh I think it's cranky, but it says hey Dave, it's Frankie, <laughs> and then it says uh, want to talk about math and how hmm. twelve times you know Texas things, but just erase this. Does I asked you to? Thank you. Um, All right, well, let's see what it says. Yeah, it's like a minute, and I bet you, I bet you, oh, I th- knowing Google Talk, I think he asked me to erase this. <laughs> uh, okay. But, but we're going to play it anyway. Sorry. Of course dude. we are. It's cranky. <laughs> now, hold on. This first one is uh, from, from longtime listener, multiple time caller. You know him. It's Brandon from the Pork Chop Express. Hold on All a second. All right. Hey, this is Brandon in the Port Chocolate Chris from in Columbia, and I'm calling talking about those tools in the garage. So, uh, listening to your old world lore episode, and I am so very excited to be back in the old world playing the game that started my wargaming journey back in '96. That's right, the 1900s. Probably not as long as Chris Walker, but probably close. Um, 
I want to give a shout out for a couple of things. Number one, um, thanks for this coverage. Very excited to get back into the roots of Warhammer and the game that I grew up loving um, as a young adult. Um, second, awesome to hear from a guy from Lexington, North Carolina. Um, Noah, I think his name was. Um, that's not too far from my hometown of Morganton. Um, so shout out to that guy. Um, hope you can come down to Columbia for some events. And last but not least, a very important question. Do you think that Nagash, who sounds like Skeletor, <laughs> would have the same sounding voice if he was, quote-unquote, alive, you know, since you were talking about Nagash in the old world? So just ponder that for a while. And if it is different, how would his voice sound? You guys take care. I don't know how it would sound, but I don't think <laughs> it would be the same because now he's like he's talking with weird, doesn't have real like skin and yeah, lungs. Yeah, as vocal cords. I bet you he sounds a, it's a lot creepier and and echoey in in yeah. real human voice. I bet you it was much more. Yeah. I bet you it was much more subdued. Yeah, a little more refined, a little more smooth when he was actually alive, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Still, is, still as much of a jerk as he is now. But oh, you know. he was awful in life, and he's awful in <laughs> death. He's the worst. We all know who is the. There's a lot of people who are pretty awful in mm. in in the, in the mortal realms yeah. and in the old world. Mm. And we often say I, that they're, but they're the worst. But Nagash yeah. is the worst. Yeah, he's of great. the worst. He's the terriblest, and he knows it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, okay. So we got a call from Frankie slash Cranky coming up. Here we go. All right, Frankie, let's hear it. Hey, Dave, it's Frankie. I want to talk to you about math and how 12 times, you know. <laughs> Six is things. What? <laughs> Twelve times six but is just things. Erase this. Just. I asked you to. Thank you. <laughs> Did you say just erase this or don't erase this? I don't know. I think I, I I was hoping he says to erase it because that was uh. I don't know, but this goes on for another fifteen seconds. And I, well, I, silence, but yeah. Well, well, we can talk about it. So let's dissect this voicemail. And, uh... <laughs> oh, I love when Cranky calls, and I'm always going to play his calls because he's such a good friend, and I just love to hear his voice. And you know what? Sometimes I think he says the weird things on purpose just to see if I'll actually play them. Mm. And well, since you play everything, there's a 100% chance that you'll play it. Well, yes, it's rare that I don't play a voicemail. you got to be on there either. Now, I have... I have in the past gotten voicemails that are that are mean spirited and not cool, and those I haven't played, uh, especially after Age of Sigmar came out, and people mm. playing different games were very annoyed that I was not going to be playing that game with them. Oh, um, oh, I've already gotten people asking about the old world because we covered yeah. it so much, and they're like, uh, "So that's it, right? No more AOS. You can drop that garbage." And I'm like, um, "I'm not dropping it. It's." It's, there's, more, there's there's room in our lives for more than one thing. And honestly, right now, like okay, we're covering the Mad King Rises on release day, 
But, uh, you know, we, we did four episodes last month. Mm. We tried for five. We failed. Yeah. Nobody thought we could do it. And you know what? They were right. That was too much. <laughs> but we got, we got four. I mean, and Harrison jumped in. And, like, and I'm yeah, still fascinated good. by all this stuff. Like, I love what they're doing with the old world. Uh, but does that mean we're going to quit playing Age of Sigmar? No. Yep. I'm playing Age of Sigmar this weekend at Herner's Tournament. In fact, yeah. if you're listening to this on the day it dropped, I'm either yeah. on my way to the tournament or I'm playing in it right now. Yeah. Like, I love Age of Sigmar. Holy Wars 9 yeah. is the name of our tournament. It's a completely different game than the old world. And yeah. for as much as I was behind the scenes thinking I was completely out because I was mad at myself for selling my dwarfs and Harrison mm. was mad that we sold his high elves mm. and the old models. I'm mean, honestly, when we got that, remember when that, that picture dropped of the box cover? Yeah. And everyone, I was like, oh, these models are old models. Like, I don't mm. want to do this again. Like, I didn't think I was in. And then yeah. I read the rules. And then I watched some battle reports. I'm like, no, this game's too good. Like, I don't even care. And so I, just know, so just when you thought you were out, they pulled me back in, hmm. like the Godfather, only not cool at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's bananas, dude. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm excited. Like, I have like Barnett's. Like, I have what's left of his because some of the stuff was kind of wrecked in transit, and then a couple of un- unopened things we got rid of. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's got a lot of Brit- I don't even know what all the Bretonians are and he's still got some there's some busted up Tomb King stuff in there but it's there and I'm like nope I'm going to add this to what GW sent us for the Bretts and I'm going to play them and then I was cleaning out I still have a good portion of a of a, of a Wood Elf army mm-hmm. I mean it's almost I don't have almost I have like basically no infantry I've got like I have those guys the, the, the blade dancers or what the, the, the dancer guys the war dancers? Yes, and I've got a ton of cav. Yep. And I've got a tr- some tree kin and a tree man, I think. Yeah. Uh, but that's a start. Like that's a, and, and and of course I have Barnett's uh Chaos Dwarfs. Yeah. And I got I got all the stuff. I know you have every army and you had the are fortunate in one thing is that you I don't have you ever sold an army? I I have. Did but you? It was did you, have you replaced it? But I immediately it? replaced it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You have every army, and you've never had like I. I mean, that's just that's a. It was a, a lot good, of boxes. It was a good feeling when we got rid. I needed room. I needed mm-hmm. the space. Yeah. But man, oh man, had honestly had I known they were actually going to bring this back because I waited five years to sell that <laughs> army. I waited five years, yeah. and then like two years after I sold it, I think, or a year or so after I sold it, I. The old yeah. world's coming, and I'm like, oh, maybe it's gonna. I thought it was gonna be like, not epic, but like a that like Warmaster yeah. scale or something, yeah. you yeah. know. And it turns out it's my old army, and this is the first time I've ever regretted selling an army. My poor dwarves. Mm-hmm. But I've talked enough about that. That's not the point. Um, yeah, we're gonna keep covering it. Um, but at this point, yeah. Um, I mean, it depends. If we've got stuff to cover for AOS. And as you know, we've almost never have nothing to cover for AOS. But also, you know, it's it's pretty much the the unspoken words here that uh, you know the next edition is coming out in July. But we no, you know, there's absolutely zero confirmation of that. No, there is There's none. We don't we don't know that. But we that's don't usually what they do. Yes, I mean, if we're following the cycle that they have literally followed for the last six or eight years, yeah. 
Uh, last year was, you know, last July was 40K. This July would you, should would, be. Would you, would you be shocked if they didn't put out a new fourth I, edition? I, I would be only because it was, they put out an edition of 40K, and then the next year was AOS. And then two mm-hmm. years after that was 40K, and then the next year after that was AOS. And mm-hmm. then two years after that was 40K, and now this year. If yeah. they don't, there's a cycle breaking here. Yeah, I mean, what was it like that? It wasn't like that with like seventh and eighth edition. Was no, it? no, no. But I mean, this is a whole new animal, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Games Workshop has changed a lot, at, yeah. like within within the two years after AOS dropped. I mean, we mm-hmm. all didn't know that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but so yeah, like there might be that gap where not a lot's coming out because mm-hmm. the new edition's coming out. And if that's the case, will we cover old world stuff? Yeah, yeah, there's stuff to be covered. Um, If there is no time, if both episodes every month are taking up with Age of Sigmar, that's what Garage Gamer's for. Right. And we'll just... We should should probably play a game of the old world at some point. Well, yeah, I got to build this stuff, though. But first, I'm trying Mm. to get this other stuff done. I got to... I'm painting up the last trolls for the tournament. Yeah. And then... uh, like I said, I hate to put my world on hold, my gaming world on hold for Legion Imperialis, but until that's painted and put together, I can't play it. Yeah. So I felt because it's all sprue painting. Yeah, and so I'm I'm pushing through that as hard as I can, and then we're going to get games in. You have two armies. I mean, if you don't mind supplying both armies, oh, then, yeah. then in the next week or two, let's get a game in at, at Grognards. Yeah, I mean, we could play Bretonians versus Tomb Kings. Sure. I mean, like I said, if I'll make a list, and if you've got it, bring it, and you don't mind bringing it, uh, then yeah. then I'll play. It's just I don't I don't yeah. have anything made for it right now. Yeah. yeah. Unless I go and dig up Barnett's uh, Barnett's uh, Chaos Dwarves. Right. Because you know the the, the Renegade lists. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna go. Yeah, if if anything, that's painted and ready to go. And you know, I love me some Chaos Dwarves. So. Sure, I have mine too. We can bring those. Yeah. So, like I said, let's let's definitely get a game in because I, I'm not going to have anything. If we wait till I get something built, it's going to be at least another month or two. So let's just get a game in. Yeah. I know Rotor got a game in and said it was it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been watching battle reports because now people are putting out battle reports that are under right. an hour. The first couple of days, people were putting out three-hour battle reports, and God yeah, bless America. That's, that's pretty long. Listen, to watch a battle report, yes. Yeah, 40, 45... 50 minutes is... I've, I think seen, the, I've seen ones that are a little over an hour, but with some good banter and talk and some nice camera work, I don't mind. Yeah, yeah. But three hours, that's just uncut. I might as well sit and watch two people play at my at, at their house. And honestly, yeah, yeah. sitting watching two people play for three hours can get a little dull when you're not playing. Yeah, you got to edit it a little bit. Exactly. So now they're coming out with shorter ones. I watched a couple yesterday. I think it was Tabletop Tactics. They were playing mm-hmm. Brett's against uh, uh, the Vampire Counts. Oh sure, and that was a great one. That was really mm-hmm. fun to watch. Oh, that game! It's it, you're, I'm watching I'm like it's very different than what I was what we played, mm-hmm. but it's so good. Mm. <laughs> I'm just so happy watching it. I'm like, this is good. Yeah, it's almost like those rules designers know what they're doing. Yeah, almost right. Mm-hmm. All right, so oh god, okay, so we've been talking for like a while now, and we had all the calls. So let's take a break, come back, and dive into this book because cool. God bless America, this is let's good. Go.
That's right, folks. Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. And we are back. Hello. Hey. All right. Uh, Mad King Rises. Time for Usharan to do his thing. This, you get a nice look at him here. Yeah. Maybe part of my my excitement with this character is that he, like, we we don't know how much of it is he's crazy, how much he's playing into. Mm. We don't know what actually happened to him. Yeah, I we mean, still don't really. I mean, he, he let's. I mean, I mean he was a, the, he, he was he's from the old vampire. world. He's, he's from the original world that was. So Shorin was a dude, right? But he was a dude, mm-hmm. and now whatever he when he marched off in the mortal realms to the edge of the realm, he came back. I yeah. mean, look at his size. You've seen yeah. the model. Well, they did that to him. They made him big like that. I thought that was when yeah. he came back. He was just huge like that. I thought he well, when he came back from the wastes, he was this monstrosity. I thought that happened to him out there. Well, they like I don't know. They they but they captured him right, and were like messing yeah, with they, him, and they broke his sanity and all this. stuff. Yeah, but I don't think they made him large. I think that's how he came back from the wastes, and that's uh, okay. even weird. Like what happened out there to him? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's a mad. We've they've they've talked about when you're at the edge of the realm, how crazy it gets. Like, right. yeah. very few people could survive out there, but he came right. back a mess. Yeah. All right. So, what's going on now? The beginning of the book gives us the recap. You know, Akshi and 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 Gairan, where they're going. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, into yeah, into the jaws of doom still has that stuff because yeah. Talia Vedra's still gone. Yeah, I, I just, yeah. they got they got a couple of maps like mm-hmm. in here and. Yeah, were you kind of looking at the maps like, and they didn't go very far? Well, I mean, they're uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, like, it doesn't. I was looking at. It, I was like, oh, they gone. You know, th- but these is, maps I can never tell exactly. Like, I don't like know how the far scales that is. off on the maps, maybe a little bit because well, like, you look at it, it's like, man, they they barely gone anywhere. Like, what's going on here? Well, I mean, it looks like it, but that map. I mean, who knows? There's no. There's yeah. not. There's not a. There's not a key at the bottom that's giving us real scale. Yeah. And that's the biggest problem. There's no key giving us any sense of real scale. That mm. could be a hundred miles. It could be a thousand. Yeah, we don't know how far and how long they're walking. That's the thing. All right. So um, the road north. We're in Gyran. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The grand host that had marched from Hammerhall Gyra was profoundly marked. Every echelon had seen men and women trampled, devoured, poisoned by the spears of swamp dwelling orcs, or laid low by the Jade Realm's many poxes. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe there's any left at this point. But. Yeah, I mean, it's they've been t- <laughs> You know, th- what's really crazy is when we read that Cities of Sigmar book, mm-hmm. and they had the little side story about the poor lady writing home who yeah. dies. Right. Like they don't survive that. That that's one of the ninety percent of the Dawnbringer Crusades. Yeah. That don't make it. Mm-hmm. And 
I was a little surprised that they gave us one. And now I'm reading this. I'm like, why am I surprised? The <laughs> odds of both of these two teams making it are, well, okay, technically, uh, what, about 5%? I guess, yeah. I mean, it's a 10% chance that one makes it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, actually, technically, I think, what is it? It's a it's a, it's a a 1% chance that they both make it? I is think. that like two, two things at 10%? Yeah, I mean, I got I'll ask Harrison if he ever comes yeah, down he's, here. What he's the, the statistics are. guy. Yeah. So. But it's, it, the, the odds of them both making it, if they both make it, I don't know how I feel about that. Mm. Well, I mean, they have a couple things in their favor. They're huge. They're really big. I mean, they've never really sent out two Crusades this large before. True, so but they got, they got also, that going for them. It also has pointed out though that they they they've gotten they've gotten a lot more kickback because they're drawing much more attention because yeah. they're so huge. Yeah. What do you think now? How will you feel if I, I'm I'm curious? I should put a poll out on the on the on the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, how would you feel if they both make it, or if one makes it, or if neither makes it? Now, I doubt neither will make it. But okay. I just can't believe both are going to make it. I, I would like to see both make it because I think it would push the story a little further, you know? Oh, Be absolutely. Cool. But I would love them to make it. Agreed. I'm not even sure where they're going. Do they? I don't even think they know. Well, they do. They're they had to, a place they were going toward, but like, like, to everything's, coast, right? yeah, but everything's to gotten coast. messed up. Yeah. I just don't know. Like, I, I want them to both make it, but I don't know if I feel like that. Like I kind of expect one to fail, and I, I don't know that I would feel that awful if one didn't. Like I'd be like, oh, I didn't expect, you know, you, you didn't yeah, expect them to make it. Of the two, I I think I know which one is more likely to fail. Yeah, yeah. Which well, one do you think? One, the one without the wheels on their wagons is probably not going to make it. Yeah, she's kind of annoying me. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but it's like there's something going on there that I'm not catching. I think, and that's just yeah. getting bananas. Yeah. All right. So, um, okay, this is interesting. Okay. Um, so, the Dawnbreakers, they got all that help from the Sylvaneth. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the Sylvaneth didn't just leave by themselves when they were done. Okay. Um, certain Jade Bloods. Yep. Which Gyron, are Gyron natives. Yeah. Gyronite natives. Um, they were they heard that horn and they wanted to go with. Yeah. And they did. Some of them left. Yeah. All sense that a breaking point was imminent. That break finally came when it was discovered certain cultists had abandoned their post to hunt, returning draped in bloodied skins. Yeah. They were commanded to seek out Belthanos's hunt if that truly was their mission. Better that right. officers judged than risked lives by incensing them to violence. Right. So they just let him go. They're like, you know what? Yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all just go with. Yeah, them. they fine. were getting so weird. They're like, "Go ahead, leave." Yeah, it's fine. Uh, the preachers of the cults Unbarogan were fighting uh, with the uh, fighting amongst the other cults there. Mm-hmm. Um, the plagues that were coming were not just plagues of the flesh that were happening, but reaching into the very soul, dredging up a wave of despair. Like this is yeah. all sorts. The scouts are coming back with tales of plague squalls. Um, you know, Nurgle is pushing again. Yep. And don't forget that somewhere south of them are still the Gargans that smashed Fort Gardas. Like they, they didn't stop there. They're just not here right now. Yeah, they know they're somewhere behind them. Mm-hmm. 
but they don't know if they're going to catch them or not. I mean, they're trolls. They don't even know where they're going. So, yep. So now they got to keep going north up through Upper Verdia, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Thorian is basically. Uh, Thorian is cool. She's the marshal. She's this character, and she's, right, she's the leader of this, of this, of this group of dawn yeah. bringers. Right, and she's the one who started using all of her arcane heritage and using the, yeah. that 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 all that green magic. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a really interesting character. Yeah, she's pretty cool. Um, now she's starting to feel this, but she's actually she she's it's it's really. Every time she does it, she's exhausted worse and worse. Like, this feels like it's draining her soul, you know? Yeah. Um, and she's even worried. She's like, I don't know exactly what's happening because this is all kind of new for her, which is a really interesting bit of the story. Um, but so they, they reach the neck, the valleys of the neck, which is kind of where they were trying to get to. They get there early in the morning, and then they look, and they don't stop to get... They, they they get to the where the valley opens up, right? So you got this valley, you got the big cliffs on either side. They're gonna head into the valley, and they don't stop because they're tired. They don't stop for breakfast. They stop because there is a giant yeah, wall, wall, an undead wall there made out of bone. Yes, the Asiark Empire had established a presence, and this is interesting because basically there's a, they they walk up to it. And yeah. there's there's a guy. They walk towards. There's one solitary figure there. <laughs> Unfortunately, I was imagining, of course, the and the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> no, uh, with the, the black the, with the, the black the, uh, the Monty Python. <laughs> Hello. Oh, oh the, <laughs> you were thinking the Frenchman from <laughs> yeah. from the Holy Grail. <laughs> yeah. You and all your dirty English knigets. <laughs> yeah. Hello, silly English knigets. Hello, who is it? <laughs> who is it? You know what? I never understood that. Someone put on subtitles. You know when he says, "This is the castle of my master Guy de Lombard." Yeah, yeah. Do you know what that? What that's Guy Lombardi. Yeah. They changed they, the Guy Lombardi and called him Guy de Lombardi. Guy Lombardi. <laughs> I'm like Guy. Really? And youngsters won't know who that is, but Chris is laughing. Yeah. All right. So there's this oh, one man. guy there, right? <laughs> and he says, "Hello." Hello. <laughs> His words were simple. You must turn back. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was giggling to myself when I was reading this on the train the other day. I was like, oh my gosh. The great necromancer has commanded his <laughs> exile palisade to be raised for reasons far beyond his wars with mortal kind. <laughs> this is shyish business, and should mortals seek to come here, they'll find only doom. Now go. Now go away. Or we shall taunt you a I second time. <laughs> but he tells him, turn back. The great necromancer, he looks at Now, I love this. He had commanded this exile's palisade to be raised for reasons far beyond his wars with mortal kind. Yeah. What? Now, okay, this is where they've got Ashore and imprisoned. I must, you know. Yeah. But when I read that, I was like, what What plans beyond mortal kind? What is he thinking now? That sort of a line from Nagash? Yeah. That's where suddenly you've got a new pyramid being built, or he's doing a, a necroquake. Like, I, he's I read that. Scheming like, up something. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So now they're standing there, and now some of them are like, well, "Maybe we should, maybe we should try and attack because there's like there's nowhere else to go." Yeah. So like we need to figure out what's we, going on. So we can't we can't go back. Yeah. Uh, we but, can't like. And he like tells them, "Was like, well, you could like make your camp here, and 
We'll even give you a hundred years off the bone tithe if you just like you know. right. And they're sitting there and they're like and they're looking at it and they're like and he's like, like but you but you gotta leave. And so while they they're trying to plan, they're like, do we got like the wall looks rough. The wall does not yeah. is not in the best shape. Yeah, it's not it's not doing well. And they're like got cracks we, in do, it. Do you think we could bust that with our artillery without them killing most of us? Like, can we? Is it worth the cost of lives? And like, we think we can make it. And then they're like, okay, let's start planning. And before they can make a plan. The, yeah. Like they're like nope, they just attack. A Leroy Jenkins. Just, so, so one of them just like goes. Like, no, 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 oh, not okay. them. The uh, the 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 undead just start. Oh, yeah. The more tech yeah. crawlers that's, just start pouring out at them. That's that's what I'm saying. Oh, I thought like, you oh. meant the humans. Are, oh yeah. no, they're like leave here. You got one chance. Leave now. Yeah. Uh, and, and then they're, they're like, like, we can't leave. Well, you could you could they, like you said the bone tie off enough. Yeah. Not like, fast ah, enough. Yep. We're just yeah. It's just gonna attack them now. And it's crazy. Yeah. Um. Now, luckily, you still got some of the Duarden and stuff like that. And uh, suddenly, the Gromril shields checked the first wave of Bone Reapers and cannonballs and grudge hammer torpedoes struck the yeah. wall. I thought that so, was cool. Yep. Um. And uh, they talk about you know uh, whoa, uh, Thorian swings the battle. They were mm-hmm. firing stuff that lodged unseen in fractures across the wall. Only when the marshal raised her hands and sang a high arcane chord did their unique properties manifest. So they were basically throwing giant seeds at yeah, the wall from the Yeah, they had these the special cannons. bullets, these special cannonballs. Weirdrun seeds that had been defended, mm-hmm. intended as a defensive measure. So they shot him in the walls, and she does her spell, and then they grow. And yeah, they, they grow just, like, like, yeah, like, like, spy, like uh, thorns and... Yeah, almost like, you know, like ivy, a, though, like worming yeah, its way yeah. into the wood. And the, since it yep. was already embedded in the walls, the, it already cracked the wall, mm-hmm. this brought it down. Yeah. And that was really cool. That was cool. Um, You could see, like, the whole wall just kind of, like, busting up our... Just, I mean, crushing some of the Bone Reapers under it. It was great. Mm-hmm. The Dawners yeah. are like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. As the yawning maw of the next many passage swallowed cohorts and battalions, hunched figures watched from atop the midden heaps of clawed rock. Ooh. Figures that soon slunk away, bearing tidings back to their nest. Yeah. Do you feel bad at all for the OCRs here? They're just kind of like no, chilling. You know, they're just they're just kind of chilling. They're like, hey. Yeah, and then I, these honestly, people show up and just knock their wall down. They're like, hey. Yeah, but I just <laughs> God, I, I I can't I hate them. <laughs> Like yeah. and it's not just the models; it's just them. They're so yeah. they're like, arrogant. Every yeah, exactly. Every they're they're different from all the other undead, and it's like mm-hmm. every time they take a beating, I kind of smile. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, because they're arrogant. They think that you know the humans are just there to provide them r- raw materials. Right, and this is nothing you know? against the army itself. I've seen it played; it plays kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen enough head swaps. Oh, someone on our Discord just basically took the regular heads. Mm-hmm. And clipped off all the the long protrusions, like the extra the extra pointy parts out of the chin and the, like the mm-hmm. like, like the little head fingers. Yeah, yeah. They cut them all off and shaved them down, so they still had the crazy face and the and the mm-hmm. and the and the skull parts, but without all that extra. And they interesting. Looked, they looked kind of good. That's cool. Like I, you could still just replace regular skeleton heads on them, not yeah. those tomb I, king I, heads. But I would put, I would try to find like skeleton heads with like helmets or something like that. That would be cool. And there's a ton of those, like all the mm-hmm. like just in the skeleton packs, you could buy bits of skeleton heads. But yeah. yeah, I thought that him just taking what he had and filing it down and taking the worst of the offender parts off, it actually yeah. looked good. And 
that actually matched up with the rest of the of the model. So it was right. pretty cool. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I totally misread this, and it said there were hunched figures that went back to their nest. Mm-hmm. And for th- some reason, I thought the Skaven were there. Oh. Uh, and I was like, what? All right, that would now, be cool if the Skaven were there, but yeah, they're 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 not though, and I still want to know because they were they drove out the dwarfs back in near the other place in the beginning mm-hmm. of this. Mm-hmm. Durant went. Remember when they had the 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 what was the the plague bringer? What was the what, the plague claw? Or the no, what catapult? was the first? No, the first book in this Dawnbringers one. The oh, remember it had the the yeah. Nurgle guy, the the yeah yeah the the Harbing uh, Harbingers. Harbingers. That's it. Yeah. All right, so now they're through the wall. They've got to keep going forward. Yeah. And there's something weird here. And it, Usharen is here. Yeah. This is the, the the Summer King's home. Some people are all like, ooh, I kind of want to go too. I want to go. Like, they're, they want to go in. Other people think it's weird. They're um, feeling the madness. Yeah, some of them are completely succumbing to the madness and seeing this as, as, as you know, the, like the Disney castle. Ready to mm-hmm. ready to help out, and other people are like oof, not so much. But let's not forget that uh, Asteria Soul Blight is here. Yeah, she was here. Now she's here for a different reason. She's still remember she's still uh, tasked with trying to find more info uh, about the reforging process to right. find the flaw and fix the flaw. Yeah, uh, her search has led her here. Okay. He's got there's some magic books in Ushorin's library. She knowledge, to yeah. She uh, she heard the Summer King, and she heard that the Summer King has some knowledge of the cosmological laws underpinning life and death. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, it basically, this whole idea, people, are, oh, we should go ask for help. Like it, it, that, it. She notices that the that. The madness is starting to infect them. It's not obvious. She's not certain exactly what it is, but mm-hmm. she notices that they're acting weird. Um, it's it's interesting and risky that she, they're planning to kind of head in there and do this stuff. Um, now, it says, many of the crusaders who accompanied Thorian bore concerns about approaching the fortress. Others seemed zealously in favor, almost unnervingly so. All agreed that Shimmerhold's aid was a boon. And now remember uh, some of the wine, that weird wine, that that basically it's wine that they've mixed some of Ushorin's blood into. Yeah. They call it the King's Blood or something, or King's... Yeah. Whatever. It's King's Blood or something like that. And so I'm wondering if they got into the wine or if they if they got some of the wine or if they just got too close because it I is think, affecting I think, them. It's, I think they just got too close. It's just this, I think so. this, this aura that is around this place. And now the ghouls are all around them, acting weird, bringing them in. Like, they're not attacking. Mm-hmm. They're just there. And they're, like, bringing them in. And, uh, you know, uh, what is it? Honored guests. That Asteria had not first noticed the slender, regally dressed figure stood among the degenerate throng, spoke to them, bombardment of grisly sensations. So it's the dude that wears the the... That where's the guts for a hat? It's like Gourmet, is that that? Yeah. Guy? Yeah. Um and he's been and they've been invited to dinner. Their loving yeah. Lord has invited them to dinner. Now, of course, it's tables full of guts and body parts. Yeah. 
Uh, It says, upon tables propped up with bone, the ghouls had laid out mangled bodies and great bowls of broth in which unspeakable chunks of offal gently bobbed and turned. Uh, First came unruly ranks of mordants, each carrying a rusted polearm and wearing motley scraps of armor, followed by abhorrent swaddled in priestly vestments. So this is just, this is terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. This is the summer king prowled through the hall before ascending the dais at its far end and slumping into his throne. Yeah, it's Ishorin. Yeah, and they're doing stuff there, and it's like people were looking at him, and it says, Donners who snatched gazes at him thought him a comely liege, swaddled in floral garland. So yes, they see him in his yeah. in his old form. Uh, now, Asteria Soulbright is watching all this. She knows exactly what's going on. Uh, and whenever he yeah. got agitated, perfumed Nulamian vampires would lean in and whisper, placating him for a time. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on here. And Asteria knows. So he's like, they're in trouble. Like, this is not a f- dinner. This is, this is, they're basically not, captives. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not even like a trap. It's just, it's just a, just a crazy situation. Yes. Um, Oh, and here we go. <sighs> and this is yeah, and so so some of the uh, Dawnbringer Crusade they're going up to this thing, and they're with, you know, they kind of want to like figure out like, well, yeah, they're and they're looking for on. help because they're yeah. they're getting caught in this. Right. But she sees what's going on, and we see these new Lamy and Vampire, and they're the ones that Nagash. Is, I mean, he's tasked Neferata with handling. Usherin. Yeah. And they and they want to keep using his blood too. Right. Uh so. the the Bone Reapers have built the wall around him, locked him into his area, trying to contain the insanity. Right. And they're just yeah, they're constantly stealing his blood to make this wine, which is right. spreading his insanity. And it, it works without him there. It it gets in, it slowly works its way in. But if he were to go there and show up and that madness infection is worse, those people fall quickly. Mm-hmm. Now, I love this, though. She's looking, and she says to him, she wants to, she's looking for the somber paladin, which, yeah. is, which is who has his information. And then it says, the uneasy look several new Lamians shot at her was encouraging, and her faith was rewarded when Ushurin grunted, following a brief silence. Verily, such was once our title in ages now lost. He speaks in a Shakespearean language. Yeah. right. And I'm just picturing a beautiful, smooth, sort of a, just this really, I mean, to go with that handsome guy on mm-hmm. the book, you know, mm-hmm. just this. Because um, she's trying to, she's trying to find these books that he has. She knows that they're here somewhere. So she's willing to put up with this. Mm-hmm. Um, while this is going on, now, Gourmet, uh like someone is saying how this is, this, there's, there's something going on in the background. Mm-hmm. And he's unhappy about it, and they don't want to have these people in here. It's messing with him, because um, right. because th- this is where they introduce us to Sekar. Uh, Sekar, yeah, who is that that cool new model with the snake, and her gig is to handle him. Yeah, um, yeah, she's from the like Neferata has made her go here. She's like mm-hmm. their, she's like an ambassador, you know, for. Yeah, Neferata basically. But so now they're sitting there, and he's talking, and all this stuff is happening, and Asteria Solbar is just waiting because, like, all these ghouls are sitting here eating. But eventually, the people here 
are either going to eat along with them and, and turn into ghouls, I assume, or they're not, and then when the ghouls finish with their food, they're going to play with their new food. Like, this is, this is not good. Yeah, or, or they might let them go. You know, they, they, that's kind of what they're banking on. It's like Ushorin has like got enough of his old world sensibilities left that he's actually just going to let them go. Maybe he might, mm-hmm. but you never yeah. know what might happen. He could also right. just forget about them and walk away, and then everybody right. just attacks them. Right. But what happens? He gets up to give an announcement, and he gets shot. Yeah. Um, because Sekhar has charmed one of the. Like the artillery master mm-hmm. from the Dawnbringer, who's saying she's got these special bullets that she like made for her gun. She blasts Ushorin. Yeah, and Ushorin topples down on the table. Yeah, and then starts uh, like making noises. He's wheezing. He gets up on all fours and he's like howling and runs off, like like limping and wounded as he moves off. Yeah, and and everything goes berserk. Yeah, and the reason why she did that is because she basically just wants to get the the Sigma rights and the Stormcast out of here. Mm-hmm. Is what she wants because she doesn't. She thinks that they're going to mess up her plan. No, but the thing is, it says an en- to engineer an assassination attempt against him has always been unpalatable, but con- uh, considered contingency in the conspirators' arsenal because mm-hmm. Gormain and her are are like kind of handling him and and but planning other stuff. Yeah. Uh, Gourmet didn't dislike it, but a shriek saw Sekar snap around just in time to watch her handmaiden Mirith have her head torn off by a crypt monster. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah she kind of realizes now, like, oops, I made a mistake. <laughs> yeah, she realized she screwed up. It's like, wait a minute. He is a Mortark. There's no way that this human was able to get the drop on him and shoot him. Yeah. And then she looks at, like, she, like, realizes, like, the seating arrangement was arranged by Ushorin, and, like, all her, like, vampire allies are, like, Spread oh, out, man. They're like all spread out, and they're like easy pickings now for the, yeah, for the flesh eater court. Yeah, it's like ghoul, 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 ghoul. One of her people, ghoul, ghoul, yeah, ghoul. Yeah. One of her people, <laughs> yeah. and they and all the ghouls attack her people. Yeah, as soon as the shot, they don't attack the Dawnbringers right away. Right, right. And that's when she's like, "There's no like, there's no way he didn't realize what was happening, and there's no mm-hmm. way he's not fast enough to dodge that bullet." Right. Which means he knew it was happening and he let it happen. Mm-hmm. And then the question becomes why? And it's like, mm-hmm. oh no. Because he realizes she she realizes that he realized what they were doing to him. Yeah. And he ain't he ain't happy about it. And he's trying to get rid of them. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she he knew that she influenced it and he knew she would. It's <laughs> yeah. one of the when he he's he's been waiting here and once again, a Mortark. A guy yeah. who's lived he was in the old the world that was. He's yeah. thousands of years old at this point. He's got to be. Yeah, I feel like he used his ability of like delusion to like even just to draw them here to execute this plan. I think is yeah. what happened. I think yeah, I think he had a plan and once these people survived the original thing and got inside and he was there, yeah, bring them in. And then yeah. this was all a plan. He, right. he didn't anticipate um Soulbright being there, but you know, nope. kind of hand, he kind of handled her, unfortunately. So basically, the New Lamians are fighting a, a hasty retreat. Yeah, because there's way too many ghouls. Right. So they go down to the catacombs because the, the um, she basically she had found when she was going through this area 
this unused entrance into these catacombs or like nobody had been in here in a long time and she was basically had her fingers crossed that nobody knew it was there yeah wrong yeah wrong <laughs> lots of go- yeah they knew they were waiting for her um and then Gourmet, who was her partner in this turns around and basically puts on his judge's cap and is like you're guilty <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but it did say he didn't like the plan in the first place. So when she did it and it didn't go exactly as planned, he was very happy to turn around uh, and be like, gone. Um, she sends her snake out. This snake she's got is apparently a, an imprisoned demon of some sort or yeah, a god. It's like an imprisoned, like a, like, a, uh, it's like a shell of a former underworld deity that Nagash ate. But he didn't like the skin of it, so he spit it back out. So the skin of the this old snake deity is still there with like a a shadow of its former abilities and like uh, power, basically. And that's now her pet. Yep, that's crazy. That's yeah. pretty nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to take a break for a minute. Yeah. Hi, I'm Greg Dan from the Hydras, and when I want to listen to non-UK Warhammer, I listen to Garage Hammer. Not Garage Hammer. They do say it wrong. Okay, so... Whew. Now, this is not done yet, though, okay? They're oh, no. on the run. This is a great part. And you guys really... You need to read this because there's a lot of... Yeah. There's a lot of little events happening that we would have to just read the whole book. Yeah. So, Astria Soulblight still wants these books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, she's going to go get them. She follows Ushorin. Yeah, she's doing that now, but Sekar... Mm. And her and her creature are 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 fighting their way, trying to get out there on this underground. Plus, Gormain's coming at them. Yeah, and uh, Gormain's kind of a uh, he's kind of playing both sides here. Absolutely. Mm. I mean, he and, uh, oh, there was an interesting part in here. It was in a side box where he was saying this is intolerable. Like the madness, like yeah. his, his insanity comes and goes, just like yeah. everybody else's. And it hits that point where it sort of was waning, and like all the horror of what's going on, and and uh, the 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 intestine wig and all that was just like, ugh, this is kind of awful. And it's like, you know, he doesn't like being out of the delusion. It's just a nutty situation, and all that fighting's going on, and all this yeah. stuff, and they're getting killed, and now we've got Asteria, mm-hmm. and she is now going. And she's going after Ushorin. She wants yeah. the info. She knows that this is the guy that might have the info. And as she chases, she's chasing him down. She gets into a vast arcane library. <laughs> yeah. She's like, wow. And she wants to start looking to this. And there is King Ushorin. There he is. Um, it was the theatricality with which Ushorin wheezes. Ushurin's wheezes turned to laughter that struck her first. Mm-hmm. The Summer King, the Carrion King, rose, and all weakness seemed to slough from him. Um, yeah, like that big bullet hole in him was like, yeah, not I so mean, much of a big deal anymore. Yep. The bleakly majestic vigor seemed to glow beneath his waxy flesh as the Mortark reassumed his full monstrous height. Mm-hmm. Didst thou endure, uh, here, didst thou enjoy our japery? Which, if you don't know what that means, japering is joking. 
Did you yeah. enjoy our japery? Tis rare I might play the kingly loon for a truly captive audience these nights. My subjects are an undiscerning crowd, and our courtly cousins see only what they wish. Accept our gratitude, fair lady, for thee and thy mortal charges providing an opportunity to extricate Nulamian leeches from our corpus amidst the melee. Twas yeah. an issue most vexing to us. So he faked the whole thing, and he goes up there talking. I mean, I, like yeah. I said, I'm just picturing a rich beautiful not quite i mean i'm not talking uh uh morgan freeman narrating your life <laughs> but just this just this beautiful rich tone coming from him and talking this way and that voice and that that those words coming out of that monster yeah i love yeah, it cool. so much I, if, yeah. if i didn't have 50 projects i would want to build this army just for him Mm-hmm. Like literally, like, you know, there's people who built, who wanted, wanted Archeon and just went out and bought the things you needed to play with him. Yeah, I could, I would, I would go for a whole army of this just to play with Usherin because he's such a cool and clever mm-hmm. character. We have this, don't we? What Usherin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I just, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna build this army with him. But I'm because mm-hmm. I don't have time. I'm still building. Uh, we talked already about this. I got to yeah. finish up all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. But he's just fantastic. Um, I think he could. I think he was gonna let her go. He might have. We are mm-hmm. the Lord of. Hey, here, I control this. He says, mm-hmm. and now he's getting mad because she starts talking to him. Yeah, uh, and basically mocking him. I thought you had knowledge. I thought you were this. What is this? I mean, she's not cool with what he's doing. Yeah. Um, we are lord of every mask, and we see through thine own dissembling sorcerer. Thou art a larcenist, a cut purse of lore. The stench of our old Shaishian haunts suffuses thee, and now thou comest to pilfer our secrets, or rather, the secrets of the somber paladin, another guy's long discarded. I just, I, every word he says, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging on. Yeah. And maybe that's the insanity grabbing me. Maybe I'm caught in his spell. Mm-hmm. But it's great. And uh, then he looks at her, and they're looking at all the books, and he points at all these books piled up. Yeah. If thou desirest He's- our knowledge, then pray seize it. Should thy shining God remake thee, and we meet a, uh, anon, how cracked shall thine own master become, we should wonder. Like, he's just, when he's not completely insane, he's amazingly clever. And I think yeah. he's still clever in the insanity. Otherwise, he would have been dead a long time ago. You know, just because he's, he is a Mortark. He's got enemies. He's got powerful enemies as well as friends. And if he was absolutely just bonkers... I don't think he would survive very long. Yeah. So so, they, so he like attacks them basically because she's not leaving. She's like, like she's gonna go for the books. You know, like she's gonna try. And like he's the other stormcast pounds come in. on her. Yeah, pounds on all of them. Oh yeah. He ba- they ba- she gets attacked. He gets attacked by an entire cohort of stormcast here, mm-hmm. and he just takes them all apart. Yeah. Um, and it does say, um. He he tears her open and starts pulling out her intestines and eating them. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, and uh, it took. It says it took some time before the crackling release of discorporation freed Asteria. Before it did, she had plenty of time to scream. Ooh, that's just nuts, right there. Mm-hmm. Ugh. So are we now? We're back in. Uh, okay, I wonder, so I wonder if they'll revisit that at all because now they know. Where that stuff is, I wonder if they'll send like a full 
like storm host to get it. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't even know what's the, what's, what exactly he has, but that definitely mm-hmm. people want it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this isn't it for the vamp for the for the undead. It it it's going to get worse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so there's still the Sigmar Dawnbringers who are still trying to get out of here. Yeah, and they're trying to get through this place because a lot of them came in here and they're like, something's not right about it. Not mm-hmm. all of them got whipped up in madness, and I think some of the more religious of them were able to hold it off because they're yeah. con- they're so in the thrall of the with of in the thrall of the wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, although many had been blessed by Usharan. <laughs> Uh, it talks about, uh, yeah, they're, they're still coming out. There's still things, there's all this violence happening. Even the crusaders who did not accompany the martial a- allies were commanded to continue their march toward the north. Under their king, Grumthruck, the Duarden of Clan Rutar were cornered in a narrow defile by packs of ghoul knights mounted upon their boundering bat beasts. That's that new stuff. Yeah. More bag knights. Uh, they they fought off Master Thrym, a respected tree singer, simply vanished one night along with the donors who had been set to guard him. So, like, there's just weird stuff happening yeah. here. It's just like, it's just, you know, the typical prose that they use in these stories. Like, this happened, this happened, this mm-hmm. happened. Um, and a lot of them, but here's the thing. When they got in there, they got separated. And they're mm-hmm. all trying to get through to the other end. And these are the things that happened. Right. No, no trace of Thrym was ever found. Like, he got separated, went his own way, gone. Nobody knows where mm-hmm. he is. The Duarden mm-hmm. were cornered. Uh, they declared they declared eternal grudgment against the Summer King. Yeah. Only the detachment led by the dauntless submarshal Karras seemed to pass without incident. Upon reaching the northern passes, they rejoined their follow they re- and rejoining with their fellow crusaders, they claimed to have chanced upon an unspoiled spring deep in the heart of his domain from which they supped though none spoke at length of their experience yeah i don't know what that's about all i have in my notes is i wrote this this isn't good this can't be good yeah uh, or maybe it is uh, who knows you know well i mean because well they're crazy mm. so you can't ever tell what they're doing i just think what's most interesting here is it is completely possible that they went through and they were the ones that were just judged worthy oh yeah and, oh, look, give them some fresh water and let them go on their way. They don't speak much of it, either because they don't remember or they can't say. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. And that's the end of uh, the their half of it. Right. And then we get the background on Usharan, which we've talked about mm-hmm. plenty of times. Uh, and you can read all this. He's great. Uh, they do get Sekhar the Fang of Nulamia. Yeah. She's interesting. Uh, there's some pretty cool stuff about her. It is a testament to her guile that none know which branch of Nulamian nobility she hails from. Nobody really knows. Like she's, she's able. Nobody can actually pierce that bit of knowledge. Yeah, and for a while she was just like kind of a, you know, kind of a, I'd look at an average person in Nefrata's court, and then she like comes out with and and reveals these two conspiracies that she was behind this whole time, and like. Outs these two different factions. Yeah, yeah. They're like what? Yeah, and it increases you know her standing with Neferata like in one swoop. That yeah, was that swoop. was that yeah. was really cool. That was cool. Um, and she's one of their chief diplomats. She is a master of hypnotism. Mm-hmm. Through dexterous gestures, spell laden speech, and the force of her majesty, she unravels even the firmest wills. Those few beings with the strength to of character to resist are still staggered by subconscious doubt. 
easy prey for the her the fang and her minions. Um, never were her talents better demonstrated than her binding of the serpent god Oberoth. So this was a serpent de- deity, and basically, there's a whole story here, uh, and she manages to lock him in there. The problem is, um, it says uh, that. Every time she sort of lets that power loose with him to get stuff done, she's it's, it gets it gets a little harder and harder to sort of put it back in the bottle. Yeah. So who knows what might happen with this? But right now she's going around with a giant serpent mm-hmm. that literally is just eat, just swallowing people. Yeah. Did we ever get this one? Uh, yeah. They sent the Games Workshop was nice enough to send this to us. It's, it's okay. I got it sitting off on the side over here. Oh, okay. Um. But that's the end of the of that half. Yeah. Now we got to go back to Akshi because it gets Akshi bananas yeah. here. This is yeah. go- this. I was not expecting this, and I like it. Mm. All right, so we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back uh, with the other half. All right. Are you finally looking to start your rebasing project? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some new and interesting resin terrain? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some fancy acrylic counters to keep track of wounds or maybe some other statistical anomalies? Six Squared Studios. Maybe you need a new rack for your paint? Six Squared Studios. Well, then look no further. What you need is Six Squared Studios. They ship worldwide with domestic shipping for both the U.S. and Canada. Six Squared Studios. That's right, Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. When your gaming needs go beyond your basic dice, tape measure, models, and paints, think Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Now all your base are belong from them. And we're back. Okay. Right, we're back. Hello. So falls the night. Let's cut over to Akshi. Um, Meanwhile. What is crazy here is um, basically as Usharin's fighting over there, across the realm, lords of death and blood respond to a sense of mounting violence. And this is... This is... Korg is cool, isn't it? <coughs> yes. Yeah. Korg is cool. Well, yeah. we, we haven't seen in a while. Mm-mm. He's moving through. There's undead moving through. There's vampires moving through. There's a lot of moving parts here. But Vanda's look- hammer hand. Yeah, Vanda's hander hand is showing up, right? It's just all these things are happening, right? What else? Uh, you've got... Um, <laughs> Bless you. Excuse me. Jeez. There's Asiarch Bone Reapers uh, moving and doing special things. Yep. There's all this Manfred. going on. 
Yeah. What is Manfred doing? He's, of course, since Ark and the Black is, you know, fell off the edge of the world. Uh-huh. He's, uh, he's looting Arkin's territory. Yeah, and but what a, what what a is, great guy. Yeah, but what is the plan? Like, I'm like, what are you doing? Because he even says, no game of Archons is this. Yeah. I love how petty Manfred is. Oh, he is. Like, yeah, there's just one sentence here. It says, thoughts of plunder sped Manfred's step as he entered the tomb. What a doof. He's a freaking <laughs> Mortark, and he's still excited about robbing people. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That just shows his like some of his character. He's like, I'm gonna go steal this guy's stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, he, like what? <laughs> he come grabbed, on, man. <laughs> when when everything went wrong last time, he got he got booted. They couldn't corrupt the gate, so he went home. Neferata was still out on the job, so he went and stole a bunch of her land. Yeah, he is the biggest opportunist, and that's what I love about him, though. He's the biggest opportunist. He oh, is God. always. You can always count on Manfred to do what's right for Manfred. Yeah. Including stabbing dude in the back when the world is ending. <laughs> yeah. What a jerk. Like, he yeah. is the worst. Yeah. Yeah. We say he's the worst, but really Nagash is the worst. Nagash is the worst with a capital W. All right. Okay. Now, this is actually, um, this is kind of interesting at parts, but basically you got, what's her name? Um, what, what do they call those, uh. The half monster, half vampire, the new things. Which oh, is the, like Luke of Vi. What Vangorians? are they? Yes. The Vangorians. So Luke of Vi has got some beef with the the Castelli. Yeah. And they're going to have to fight. Yeah. Meet me behind the school. Exactly. At three o'clock. And, and we're going to fight. And now this story also goes in some weird parts. Like it, it seems it's it, it's it's told up in, like in broken little vignettes that don't always line up properly, so it gets uh-huh. a little confusing. Yeah. But big picture, Dawnbreakers are moving through here, and it's dangerous. And she's probably going to attack them. But while that's going on, there's been this this beef between her and the and the blood uh, the blood keep. Yeah. And the Blood and Keep vampires. And specifically um, Prince Vordry. Yeah, as, yeah, exactly. Right. And so the Keep is going to be here soon. Yeah, every 107 years. It appears Crimson, at this spot. Yeah, the Crimson Keep appears here. So she's there waiting because they're going to fight. Yeah. And that's the plan. They're going to fight. Yeah, so um, it's subtle, it's subtle a grudge. Yeah. Okay, sure. And so, are the is the Dawnbringers even here? No, not yet. No, this is just all this other stuff going on. Yeah. Um. And she almost loses control, and and falls to the to her more bestial side, which they try to control very much. So yeah, that's happening, and these fights are all going on, and we don't even have the crusade here yet. This is just all vampires fighting with each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the reason why they did this is because they also in this book is the uh, triumph and treachery rules. So they're trying to like, you know, pump that up a little bit. Yeah, I I, I think I agree with you because mm-hmm. I mean they the Dawnbringers in actually had to do something, but with all the other stuff going on, this weird vampire, uh, uh, 
inter yeah. inter yeah. species vampire yeah. grudge war thing. Yeah. If you look if you look through like the uh, the campaign part of this, there's like you know, there's the triumph and treachery rules, and there's actually a very a specific scenarios for like four different vampire factions fighting each other. <laughs> yeah. And this is important for two reasons. First reason, they would have been wiped out if either of these two forces were coming at them at this point because they were pretty pretty beat. Yeah. Um, but these two forces have to stop to fight each other, so they're going to get out. But before that happens, huge setback, terrible setback. Actually kind of shocked me setback. Um, Lukavai is fighting with the Dawnbringers. Yep. Comes swooping into the Aqualith. Yeah. Gets all up on top of it, starts messing with it, and it starts yeah. bleeding. Yeah, she like just does something to it. I don't know. Puts a curse what, on it of some I, sort. Yeah, I guess so. I'm assuming it's some sort of magic, but the thing is bleeding. Yeah. And basically, now you're sitting here. Oh, and the Black Talons are back again. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Aqualith is corrupted. It it's It's giving out blood. Right, and they Instead need that for water. So now yeah. there's st- now it's like, oh great, we're out in the great parch and we don't have water. Mm-hmm. And of course, Zenestra's like, don't worry, just throw, just you know, just keep carrying those trucks because we don't have wheels. Yeah, just your faith will bring you through this. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she gets on my nerves in this. Yeah, and. Um, Basically, she's up there uh, asking what's going on with the vampires and all this stuff, and she's all upset. Many forced to listen to this display. For or I'm sorry, for many forced to listen to this display. It was this last remark that proved too much. The butt of his gramhander thudded against the parched earth as Rostus Romanhammer, most vicious or bullish of the Black Talons, stood. So all this fighting's going on. Zenestra's saying what she's going to do, and the Black Talons have kind of had it. Right. Um, fights are breaking out. And Neve Black Talon is just irritated by all of this. Yeah. And they're all trying. They're, everyone's trying to help, but nobody wants to listen to anybody else. And Zenestra, least of all. And I, I, like I said, I still want to know what's up with her. There's mm-hmm. something going on with her, and I don't know what it is. But um, they were sitting there. The God King had created them to be hunters, not minders. So they're sitting there trying to help, and Zenestra yeah. keeps pushing them away. Right, and then and, eventually they're just like, let's just go. <laughs> yeah, they're like, you know what? This yeah. isn't our job. Like, we're trying to help you, and you really don't seem to want it. So right. they just turned and walked away. Yeah. They literally, while they were talking, Zenestra, Zenestra just kept sitting there, staring them down, saying that she didn't need them. And so Neve Black Talon just nodded and turned around and walked away without a word. And the, yeah. her whole team followed her. And that's just the dumbest thing. <laughs> That you could do. Yeah. It was kind of like, okay, that's weird. And then they like throw in this other guy now. Well, yeah. They bring up a new character. They introduce another character now, which is like, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Someone's got to be in charge. Yeah. So you got to have someone helping with all the the distribution of water. Mm -hmm. Um, hoping to kindle faith through suffering, the acting marshal did not hesitate to introduce harsh water rationing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, And that's this guy, Ashtar. Mm -hmm. And he basically is her servant at this point. You know, he's doing her her work. 
Yeah, he was like the sub-marshal or something like that originally. Mm-hmm. Something like that, yeah. And yet many donors, unswayed by the growing bellicosity of the, quote, wheel nuts. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they started, uh, basically you started to see a couple of different camps mm-hmm. forming here. And uh, rumors start spreading that this one guy who's in charge of it might be uh, an illegitimate son of, a, of an important guy. Like, suddenly they start looking, this guy might be a guy to lead us out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like the guy who got, like, got killed at a truce break or whatever. Mm-hmm. The guy who like, kind of like saved them. Mm-hmm. They think that he might be his son. So, basically, some people think they need to turn back and go back and hope to find Talia Vedra. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Zanestra's fanatics are like, nope, you're all cowards and you're all wussies and you just need to worship the wheel. And um, of course, without water, they start drinking more alcohol. Yeah, which I'm surprised they still have any. But, uh, you know, cool. That That's not helping either. No. Uh, and this just gets worse and worse as you're reading this. Just um, some people are leaving. Yeah, they like they have this other camp led by this other guy. This mm-hmm. name is Thungist Smold. Yeah, a youth barely old enough to have accepted the coin malleus and joined the crusade muster. He basically got a bunch of followers. And they basically were like, "We don't." And and they left. She he yeah. basically got a small faction that said. We're going back to find Talia Vedra and the reinforcements because you guys are stupid and we're going to die. Right. And so they snuck out in the middle of the night. And basically, the people who were left behind were mostly the fanatics. Mostly the fanatics and some elves and some dwarves and stuff. Yes. And nobody was really mad to see them go because even though that dwindled their numbers, now the strife between the two factions is pretty much gone. Yeah. Uh, that not caring lasted for about 27 minutes until they realized that when they left, they took a bunch of the food and stuff with yeah, them. Yeah, they took most of the supplies. So, yeah. Yeah, like, so now everybody's mad. Yeah. And so now they want to go out and get them and stuff like that, right. but it's like, uh, now there's no time. Yeah, Zanestra actually stops them from going after them. Yes, and she basically says there is not time and that she has scried the future and there is a way to save this crusade. And mm-hmm. this is why this might be the one to make it. Mm-hmm. Because she mm-hmm. has got some crazy powers. Don't forget okay. the giant f- fire wheel. That yeah, just, that's just, true. You know. Yeah. Um, but now... So they have a plan. She has a plan. She knows about the Crimson Keep. Yeah, she, they see it because it's there, and they're like going to go that way. Mm-hmm. And they're pretty sure that what attracts the Crimson Keep every 107 years oh, that's right. is, is, is like a magical, like... like yes, it's like, like the different ley lines, the waypoints. ley lines running underneath this area. So they're convinced that if they bring the Aqualith there... They can regenerate it, basically. Yeah, keep going with this because actually, because yeah. I, I I read this right when we got it from GW, and it actually was a few weeks ago. And this, oh, is the, sure. I'm reading through, this, I'm kind of forgot all this part. So yeah, so they, run with this. They, yeah, so the next thing that they do is they just kind of like get all their, you know, all the fanatics, and they hook everybody up to you know the chains, and they you know now remember they don't have any wheels anymore, mm-hmm. so they have to carry all their stuff, and they're carrying them up the, you know the the size of these of these 
here's a great mountain, line about basically. this because yeah. they're going to go and they're yeah like you said they got to drag it up a mountain to get it to this fortress or this mm-hmm. chapel or whatever yeah so did one last march begin what might have been either a funeral procession or a last ascent towards glory as the mountains loomed closer and closer it reminds me of the end of the lord of the rings almost it's like yeah. that's how bad it's gotten yeah and so what happens oh um Although officially forbidden by what remained of Crusade Command, many donors took to dipping their weapons in the martyr's blood of those who died on the march. Someone so far as to steal the coin malice from the fallen and crush it to powder, loading traces of this holy material into their fusils. Despite this grisly nature, their preparations were to offer some aid in the struggle to come, though not as they may have expected. Yeah. All right, so then we get to City of Demise, and this is where we get to the keep, and this is where the fights are going on. Why don't you take the lead with this? I've been yapping enough. Oh, so, I mean, so... So they get to the, basically the march, you know, demands all the crusaders have left. And they, you know, they lug all their stuff up there. But at some point, at some point they just, they can't like bring the cannons anymore. So they're just kind of like, you know, walking up there. And they get to the, you know, the ruins of the uh, Crimson Keep. And they can see like that there was a massive battle here. Oh, like, yeah. Like a day before, a couple of days, you know, because this is, you know, this is the place where the Avangorians and the Castelli vampires met up for their, you know, they're their behind the school, you know, grudge match. Me, so there's all 315 you know, by the bike racks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's the detritus of that is left behind. So they're like, okay. So now they kind of like, you know, they know what they need to do. So they're going up there. And apparently this place used to be called Ember guard. And there's a, like a shattered Basilica up there. So as they get up there, they smash open the doors and like these, I suppose these are, I guess they're, I guess it's a soul like grave Lord's army. So it's like the I, remnants yeah. of, uh, you know, like the, the, the defenders of this, of this Basilica. So it's like, you know, skeleton warriors. And then, um, some, you know, probably, you know, crypt guard or and uh, or grave guard and then three mortis engines and this one tells them the same thing that the one did in, in yeah, Gyran, go just go back yeah get out of here go back but you know Zenestra pretty much is at the point now where they're just like nope we got no choice we, we only go one way and it's forward so they just, oh that's right because it, it hasn't shown up yet it's supposed to show up it hasn't shown up yet this wasn't a fight they didn't fight a few days ago that was where the other fight was happening and she was losing control as it was getting near fighting time yeah so like that fight's over so now they're trying to get the aqualith up right to this but i'm saying thing, isn't, yeah. the crimson keep hasn't shown up yet oh though, it has, has it? yeah oh, it, has. it did yeah. show up and was gone yep. already yeah it's gone already it only lasts one night Okay, I for some reason thought it was it, that hadn't happened yet. That was a different fight. Yeah. Like you said I read this a, f- a couple of weeks ago, so yeah, I, sure. I apologize. Yeah, 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 it lasts one night, and uh, and so this now, time when they said turn back, they didn't wait to get attacked. No, Zenestra's like he said turn back. Zenestra's like kill them. Yeah, let's just go. So they start fighting, and it's basically you know just berserk fury of the Dawnbringers. Oh, yeah. Now it's just like their last. Gasp was like, yeah, that's the the title of this section is Last Gasp, and the first sentence is There was little strategy in their assault. Mm -hmm. So it's just like flagellants being like, they don't even have to, like, the battle priests don't even have to drive them forward, they're just going nuts. So they just start attacking, and uh, they actually are doing really well. Yeah, yeah, apparently, when you got nothing to lose, you're dangerous, Right. right. 
so Zenestra is like doing her thing and um, eventually they get the, um, the aqualith. aqualith where it needs to go and they like pull it down to the ground here. Yes, they get and, it into uh, the basilica and they got it on the ground onto the floor and they're gonna and she's gonna fix it or she's gonna yeah, try. Right. So and it actually starts working. Um the uh the sacred symbol of the wheel illuminates the sky as a construct of storm and souls. The power of the Nexus continues to inundate the Aqualith, and the deathly magics that have been implanted within all but fled into the sky as it coaxed to crackle alongside resonant energies. So they basically they just banish all the death magic out of the Aqualith, and it starts pouring water again. Yeah. Now, Sinestra's eyes are glowing. There's a part where she starts to shimmer and glow her whole body and for a briefest moment seem to turn translucent. Yeah. Smoke comes off of her body as she collapses back down into her chair after she finishes this spell. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. Yeah. And nearby, the banner banner heralder rose over the ruins. I don't know who that is. I'm not certain either. And it's a few notes. But, oh, the banner, isn't it like the BSB, sort of? I have no idea who that is. The banner herald or rose over the ruins. If you notice. Yeah, I was. Is that, I, is, that, is, that, is, that, is that just the flag of the Dawnbringer? I think basically? so. And I think okay. he was up there waving it, but it was like almost nobody was paying attention because yeah. the water was flowing and other people were dead. Yeah. Um, so basically, they capture this basilica. Yeah. They banish all the undead there. So now they've got like this. I don't know. Do they have this foothold now? Is this where they're going to establish this new I, thing? I don't know. They can't stay there. Not for, I mean, uh, 107 years later, the freaking Crimson Keep is going to show up. Right, exactly. So yeah. they can't stay, but they, they, I mean, at least they've got this going. Like, they got their water back. They've, yeah. they've won something. Mm-hmm. Hopefully there's food in this town. Yeah. Uh, following the massacres of the Bloodbound during the Red Century, much of the Parch's water had etherically curdled into gore, and desiccation became a constant threat to both the corrupt and the reclaim. Drinking the blood of chaos-tainted beasts was no long-term solution. Now, did you hear what I just said? <laughs> yeah. In my notes, it just says, was this ever a solution? Like, yeah, is that really, like, really a solution? It didn't really sound like a good thing. So I, 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 I love that water becomes their biggest enemy in this. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's like this is the thing because this place is the realm of fire, and the one thing we all need is water, and you can't get it. Mm-hmm. Well, now but, they can because they got their aquas back. Yeah, so that's good. But that's good for them. That's the end of the story so far. Um, mm-hmm. The Akshi story, not as much detail, not right. as long as the first part. But, I mean, it, what happened, happened. They got to a place. There was some trouble. They kind of fixed it. There's still even less of them left. This is why I can't see how they're going to make it. Uh, right. I don't like, know how many thousands they left with, but how many people can be left? I have no idea. It just seems like every time they say, you know, they like, these guys got picked off by these guys. And these dudes are never seen again. And these guys wandered off. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, need, I need a body count. Right. And not a death toll. I need to know how many... Like, okay, do you ever watch the, the Battlestar Galactica, the, the, the good yeah. one, not the original? Yeah. yeah. At the end of every episode, they told you exactly how many humans were still alive because mm-hmm. every time something happened, that is the last of the human race. And they had it on, like... Remember when they were... When that first... At the very first couple of episodes and they figured out who was there and what was going on? Yeah. And they had a whiteboard with Expo dry erase markers keeping a tally <laughs> of the last of the human race, like how yeah. many there were. 
I need that here. Right. We need to I know just, how many people are left in each one of these crusades. And this is got this is the one that's got the map in it too. And it like shows Hammerhall Akshi. Yep. Truce break. Mm-hmm. And where they are now. I'm like Is that they're by the gates below, right? Yeah, it's like that's kind of that's long though. That's far, dude. Is this it? is okay. <laughs> Well, remember, the, the, they talked about the, the great parch is, once again, that tiny little slice of pepperoni on your large pizza. Yeah. But this is like a continent-sized place. I have a feeling they traveled from California to New York. Really? Okay. Like, uh, this is supposed to be huge. Okay. And so that that's the big point is, that, I mean, maybe it's not that far, but it's right. got to be far. Mm. But still. Oh, and I love this. Underneath the map, the vanished. The fate of Thungus Smold's followers was an enigma to the Crusaders. Occasionally a painful one, for some of the absconders had left kith and kin in the wheel cult's grasp. Talk of the group was soon outlawed by Zenestra's battle priests, and any mage who attempted to scry their fate was met by visions of flickering lilac flame in the night. So we don't know what happened. Purple flame, though? Isn't that Slanesh? I don't know. Like, or or Zinch? Like, what is that? That's... I'm wor- I I, th- okay. I don't believe for a second we're not going to hear about these guys at some point in the future. I would imagine we would. Uh, and then you got a, uh, a, some stuff here. The first part, I love this. They're talking about what's going on. Maralast was not an isolated incident. And they're talking in Hammerhall, mm-hmm. and uh, they're talking about this thing. And it's 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 Callus and Taller in there again. Yeah. yeah, I love those guys so much. They're such a great like. They're probably one of the best care. And plus, they wind up in stories and in books and stuff. They're humans. Yeah. They're like detectives. Right. You you gotta have yourself. Uh, you know. You got to have yourself uh, a good detective. You got to have mm-hmm. yourself a Johnny Dollar or a Sam Spade, <laughs> and Callis and Tull fit that bill, yeah. and it's really fun. Um, and once again, I love, I love how. In fact, this last part is so. Oh, I got to read because it's so great. By Nagashazar's abyssal fires, what have you done? <laughs> the voice distracted Ushorin from tearing at a corpse. As the Carrion King sat proud in his throne, the blood on the floor swirled, forming a furious, queenly simulacrum. Sister in darkness, Ushorin crooned, nodding to Neferata. Hadst thou come in person, we would have saved thee a prime cutting. Distributing your gifts has been the careful enterprise of years. Yet now you've banished my agents from your side, and our smuggling vessels are overrun with your... Oh, don't forget, they had boats yeah. transporting the wine that were... Led by the vampires, but crewed by his ghouls. Yeah. And all of them, when they, this happened, yeah, they, they turned yeah. on him too. Because yeah. his, he, his, then that just goes to prove his reach is far. Yeah, he's been playing in this. Yeah. Um, Traitors in thy colors, blood of ours. We expunged them before they could stain thine honor. So I love how he said they were traitors, but he doesn't even hint that it was, you must not have realized. And he's got to know she knew everything that was happening. Mm hmm. Because she, there's nothing she doesn't know that's happening. Right. But he lets it off, okay? Uh, and recall, we have long studied thy methods. The distribution of king's blood, a curious title for fine wine, but fear not, we shall oversee the task on thy behalf. Thy behalf. So he's going to start doing the king's blood himself, which is going to, this is going to mess his own things blood. up. Yes, but... <laughs> and he's like, we've been watching how you do it. You know he's not doing it the same. You know this is yeah. going to be something weird. Yeah. Uh, tread cautiously, Ushorin, the blood simulacrum sneered. You play old games and risk old follies. Or will you claim ignorance over that fragment of your prison marking your brow also? 
Ushorn's grin flickered before he chuckled. <laughs> Verily, we have missed our talks. We shall grace our master's counsels more often, methinks. So he's going to start showing up at court. Yeah. He's going to show up at. Like, I can't wait for this. Yeah. So, like, Nagash is still, like, holding his little meetings, right? Even though he's, like, a little spirit instead of, like, a. Because they, they talked about this in a different book, didn't they? Where he's, like, not quite there in physical form. He's, like, like a picture on a wall or something like that. I think so, yeah. Like, yeah. But once again, he's not destroyed. His spirit right. is around. Yeah. He's just, you know, weak and repairing. Yeah, and he's still having the meetings with his Mortarks. Yeah. And now Ushoran's going to start showing up to him. But I also so, like she basically tells him, look, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yeah. You screwed up before. Do you really want to mess with this again? Right. Right. Because, well, I think Neferat is mad because... He tricked her. He got the best of her. That oh, does yeah. Not, that does not happen very often. Well, I mean, he's clever and he's, yeah. you know, they come in there and they're like, oh, you know, she's a master of hypnotism. Everybody's got, that's the thing. Everybody thinks they have him under control. Mm-hmm. He's crazy. His head's not all together. He's easily manipulated. And we're learning in this book that is not the case. Mm-hmm. He is crazy. But he's not completely out of control, and I right. think that's amazing. Yeah, it's cool. All right, um, you know what? Let's do a little bit of this. Um, they've got some armies of renown rules, and we can talk about that. We don't have to go into triumph and treachery. There are triumph and treachery rules here, though, and they're pretty decent if you want to play multiplayer games. Yeah, it's like two, like three player games, four player games, that kind of thing. They, and, remember the old? Remember the old? I have it. They had I do Triumph have it. I and Treachery too. is great. Yeah, it was it really is. fun. We had a lot of fun with it back in the day. Oh yeah, I remember us playing it uh, at Wapaka. We'd play it mm-hmm. in the early in, in the day, uh, like when, with the day before, and then in the after stuff was done. Yeah, we would because it you could play multiple players, and the best part about it is every phase, like you 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 pick an enemy, so that everyone else is sort of out of it. Yeah. But everybody else can be throwing in helps and hints and trading oh, yeah. things. And you, to, yeah. and you can make promises you don't even keep. Yeah, I used to draw cards to like to see who had that initiative. Right. Right. Yes, so you did. Like you could go, you could go like two times in a row in triumph and treachery. Remember that? Yeah, we. Well, dude, that's how I remember we were playing this one game. It was at Wapaka, and. Um, it was me and Roder and Mike Gerald and I think it was Braska. And we were fighting. It was the end of this one turn. And his guys had the treasure. And I fought them and they fled. Mm-hmm. And I needed a 12 to run them down. Mm-hmm. And I sat there and I was like, no, you're not going to catch him. He's got it. And I, I rolled a 12. <laughs> not only did I catch him. But it took the corner of my unit off the edge of the board. Okay. So yeah. I had the treasure, and I was off the board. So I couldn't be attacked until it was my turn. I was back on the board. Yeah. And then we drew for turns. Yeah. <laughs> and I drew last. Oh, yeah. So basically the game was over because yeah. everybody was like taking their turns and waiting. And I, I'm like, okay, I'm back on the board, and I pass on all my seat. I just sit still. Game's over. I win. Yeah. Uh, and that was crazy. I literally okay. won because of that one roll at the end, yeah. and yeah. then that draw. Um, but yeah, let's just talk. They have armies of renown here, okay? Right. And armies of renown are different than the regiments. And yeah. basically, 
you guys all know what this is. Yeah. Uh, it's it's basically when you get a special army with special rules. Uh, usually, it's like, like Trug's Trug, Trudherg is a army of renown. Yeah, it's basically uh, it's it's especially they got it for this Sekhar who's got some cool rules and we'll talk mm-hmm. about her. But like part of their rules is you can only take certain units. Yeah, hers is called Aristocracy of Blood, and basically it's bats, wolves, and vampire lords. Vampire lords are battle line in this army. <laughs> Yes. Which is weird. Direwolves, Felbats, and Vampire Heroes. That's the whole thing. Yeah. So you get those, and you, ha- you have your own grand strategies, your own battle tactics, your own uh, War Scroll battalions or core battalions, whatever it is. But it's basically a different way to play your army. Very mm-hmm. specialized, very themey. Yeah. Um, and you also have regiments of renown, and there are six regiments around renowned for Grand Alliance death in this book. Mm-hmm. And it says... Um, all units gain the regiment's renown keyword. You can include it in your army, even if its points exceeds the amounts allowed for the allied units. But then you can't take any because it's a set. There's like the price is listed in everything. Like this yeah. is what you have to take. This is how much it costs. Right. The units uh, must belong to that core battalion. Um, it's a unified one-drop deployment with uh, one hero and two, minimum two, maximum three uh, troops. Right. Uh, and then it says, and then basically certain things. Uh, the Summer King's Entourage can't be in a Flesh Eater Court's army uh, as a regiment of renown, which makes sense, okay? If you're in yeah. that army, that you're the regular army. You're only a regiment of renown outside of your own army. Right, so yeah, so they've got all these different regiments of renown in here. Yeah. A bunch of them. Uh, and they're all, yeah, Neferata's Royal Echelon, Summer King's Entourage, the Sternist Garrison, the Lich's yeah, the Hand. Garrison, yeah. Scions of the Necropolis and the Sorrowmorn Choir, and I don't, we're not going to go through all of no. that stuff. No, but there's at least one for each of the factions. There, yeah, there's six. So yeah, there's two that there's, there's two, two workers. Yeah. yeah, and two Soulblight Grave Lords, and then one one Feck and one Night Haunt. Yeah, one Night Haunt. So that's all of that stuff. That's, that's now, the book. That's the that's the stuff. Now we do have a couple of character rules to. I, I, we did we go over Ashorn in the old book? We did. We talked about Ashorn in the old book. Ad nauseum. So you know what? Let's take a break. We're gonna come back. We'll talk about Sekar. We'll talk about the science in Ulamia. Maybe we'll go over the different on the different things, and then we're gonna wrap this up because cool. we've kind of covered it all. Uh, we'll be back. There's always something happening at Crognards. That's right, friends. Crognard Games in Roselle, Illinois. The premier stop for your gaming needs in Northeast Illinois. If you're in the Chicagoland area, if you're in Southeast Wisconsin, if you're anywhere in the area, Crognards is the place for you. They've got board games. They've got card games. They've got all the models you could ever want for any of your miniature war games. They have so many lines of paints, I can't even keep track of it. They've expanded the store. They have a whole huge gaming area now. There is gaming every night. There is always something going on. I just can't tell you enough about Grognards. Why? Because they're awesome. Because they're fantastic. And because they are the best friendly local gaming store that I know of. So do yourself a favor. Come on down to Grognards in Roselle, Illinois. If you can't get down to Grognards, give them a call. 
they do mail order. They do shipping. You can get your stuff from them whether you live five minutes away or five hours away because Grognards delivers. They deliver the goods. They deliver the fun. They deliver everything. And that's because there is always something happening at Grognards. And we are back. Hello. Yes, we are. What's up? <sighs> I was. We were just commenting on the break as we were looking that this might be the shortest episode we've done in at least a year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's and not not through any fault of our own. We covered no. all the lore. It's yeah, great. I mean, it's just we. A huge section of this book is the path to glory and the triumph from treachery. It is several pages. Yeah, I mean the lore pretty much is done by page thirty. Yeah, I mean look how long triumph from treachery is. And know, the yeah. path to glory. It's like a lot. Or I'm sorry, not page 30. It is technically done on page 42, which is about normal. But let's, yeah, I mean, after... Triumph of Treachery starts on page 56, and Path of Glory takes you all the way to... 83. 83. I mean, that's yeah. a lot. So basically, from the end of the lore, there's 40 pages of alternate rules for other gaming, mm-hmm. uh, which none of which we're covering right now, because no. that's not the point. Um, there's a whole thing about Nulamia in here, talking about the different forces, but let's talk about Sakar, the Fang yeah. of Nulamia. Sure. Seven wounds, four up save. Uh, she can cast and dispel two. Which is cool. She's got her Oberoth with his God Husk Fangs. Okay, mm-hmm. and then she's got a few rules here. What are her rules here? She is a vampire, Legion of Blood hero. Once per battle at the start of the combat phase, Oberoth will use the Time Swallower's Maw. Roll 2d6. Each enemy unit within six inches of this unit whose move characteristic is lower than the roll suffers a number of mortal wounds equal to the distance. Yeah. Uh, but Or the difference between the two. This is basically like a, a Banshee Shriek. Exactly. I was going to say this exact same thing. Except he's doing a, a time thing. So if you're yeah. slower than that, mm-hmm. you take damage. If this unit uses this ability, it does not benefit from the Serpentine Agility ability for the rest of the battle. Yeah. Um, now, attacks that a target this unit only score a hit on an unmodified five or six. Yeah, that's serpentine agility, which is pretty cool. Yeah, so you can only hit her on five and sixes. Yeah, that's really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's only got seven wounds and a four up save, but that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, she has no ward, so she needs. This Ugh, to yeah, you're right. Survive. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, so if you use the little thing, which I, I, I if just so doesn't heal, which is weird. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if you only have... I mean, other vampires might be able to heal her because other vampires have healing things well, that they I can mean, cast. Um, like a lot of the, the, the soul-like glaive lords... Have built-in have They have the hunger or whatever. Oh, right, right. She does not. No. Well, we don't see a lot of new Lamian stuff, do we? No. I mean, this is an interesting character because think about it. There's Neferata, and what other new Lamian stuff have they put out? Nothing. Nothing, nothing. There's nothing specific to her. So it's interesting that these guys don't have the hunger. Yeah. This model cool. It is a cool model. But so this Time Swallower's Maw, I mean, unless you had a, a, I mean, even if you had a speed of four, right, or a movement of four. Yeah. So I roll a, an average of seven. Even mm-hmm. if I roll high, let's say I roll a nine. Okay, so that's five. Five mortal wounds. Mortal wounds. That's to and to give up your serpentine agility, though. Uh, I wouldn't do it. Never. Maybe at the end of the game. Right. 
Uh, death construction, spell, cast on a six, range of 18, pick an enemy unit, within range and visible. Until your next hero phase, that unit cannot pick this unit or friendly units wholly within six of it as a target of spells, prayers, abilities, or shooting attacks. That's interesting. That's cool. Pick a unit within 18 inches, and me and everyone within six inches, you can't do anything to. Yeah. That's not bad. With, wait, yeah, unless it's melee. Yeah, no spells, uh, yeah, no, prayers, yeah, spells, abilities, prayers, or, shooting abilities or shooting attacks. Right, yeah. You can still get mm-hmm. in melee, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and she's not bad. I mean, for... Pretty a, not, and not very expensive. Yeah. And for New Lamy, like I said, those guys, they're not, they're not battle tanks. They are... They're the intrigue people. They're yeah. the they're the subtler people. So you don't expect them to be a huge fighty monstrosity, mm-hmm. oh, dude. She's only a buck sixty. Exactly. Oh, that's not bad at all. But four attacks, threes by threes, one rend, two damage. Mm-hmm. And then the snakes got two attacks, threes by threes, two rend, two damage. Yeah, she can put out some damage. A Eight. potential for twelve damage. Twelve damage, not bad. Not bad. I wonder, she, I wonder, I wonder if she'd make a good ally. Well, like I said, you could take this whole thing as an ally. Yeah. Now, her own army is interesting. Like you said, it can only be direwolves, fellbats, and vampire heroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do have a six-up ward. So if you play this and she's in it, they do have that. Yeah. Um, vamp- Science and Lamia have vampire lord units gain battlefield. That's so dumb. That's silly. Um, they do have an invocation. Pick up to three friendly summonable units wholly within 12 inches. Heal three wounds allocated, or if no wounds, heal a number of slain models with a combined wound characteristic of three or less. Mm-hmm. Add one to the number of slain models returned if you're wholly within six inches of a friendly science of New Lamia hero. Uh, you cannot pick the same unit to benefit from this ability more than once per game. Yeah. So, if you, okay, you could pick up to three wholly within 12. Nobody can get this more than once a game. Mm-hmm. So with five battle rounds, well, first round, hopefully you don't have anything missing, but with four rounds, you'd have to have 12 different units all within six inches to actually use this every round and use it to its fullest. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's going to happen unless you have tons of direwolves and fellbats, I guess. Uh, they do have a, a unique spell called Grave Call, cast on a six, 18 inches, pick a friendly Nulamian summonable unit, add D3 models to the unit, and this can take it beyond the starting size. Yeah, I mean, that's as far as, I mean, that's okay. Because it's, all, as it's as all wolves and bats. Your army sucks. Like, yeah. putting three of those back doesn't mean much. No. This would be, I mean, I have a lot of bats, and I have a lot of dire wolves. Back mm-hmm. from oh, well, forever ago. Oh yeah, I'm wondering if there's any like if there's any fun playing this. I don't know because we have enough to try it. Yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, they are bloodthirsty. While within three inches of any enemy units, add one to their attacks characteristic for melee. Yeah, and then if they're not within three inches, they're empowered. And they get plus one to cast a spell and unbind. Nice. Pretty good. Uh, at the start of your hero phase, you can say one of the units is attempting one of the plots in the demise by design yeah, I, table. I, I really like I really like this the the game design of that. Yeah, that that thing is really cool. The demise by design plots are really fun. So okay, so start of your hero phase, you can do one unit attempting one of the plots at mm-hmm. the start. Uh, by the they're start of your next. Okay, so they're basically kind of like little battle tactics that you do. <laughs> Yeah, but you gain an ability. Okay, so you pick one of these, and you have to have it done by the next turn, and there's four of them because mm-hmm. you can't pick one in the fifth round, obviously, I guess. Or maybe you can. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's just got to be done before the start of the next round. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Plot one, pick a friendly wizard. Must successfully cast two spells this hero phase that are not unbound. And how long do you get the ability for? For, for the, the rest game. of the battle. Yeah. Plus one to cast for that wizard. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. What, is no, some of the, cool. what are the other ones we got here? So we've got recruitment drive. Um, plot, pick one friendly unit. It must destroy an enemy unit that started the turn with five or more models. And ability, add one to the attack's characteristic of that friendly unit's melee weapons. Pretty and cool. I love it's a recruitment drive. If yeah. we kill enough of them, we can raise them back on our side. <laughs> yeah. What's next? Uh, a worthy vintage uh, plot. Pick one friendly unit. It must destroy an enemy monster or hero. Uh, and the ability, you get add one to the save rolls for attacks that target that friendly unit. And then the last one is uh, the Queen's Prize uh, plot. Pick one friendly unit. It must be contesting an objective you control. That was controlled by your opponent at the start of your turn. Uh, the ability you get is each model in that friendly unit counts as two models instead of when determining control of objectives. Now, I just went back and I was looking at the other rules. Okay, so at the start of your hero phase, one unit can attempt one of these plots. Mm-hmm. You have to tell your opponent which plot the unit is attempting. The yeah. same unit cannot attempt the same plot more than once per battle. Yeah. So you can only try it once. But that doesn't say you can't attempt, like, every unit, every turn, like, you could pick a different unit, and they could all try the Thaumic realignment, right? Well, you pick you pick one of your units, and they yeah. can pick one at of the, the plots. Well, at the start of your hero phase, you can say one of your units is attempting one of the plots. Yeah. And it's got to be done by the start of your next hero phase. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same unit cannot attempt the same plot. So if I, like, if turn one, I pick one wizard, and I pick Thaumic realignment. Mm-hmm. On the start of my next hero phase, I could pick a different unit and pick the same plot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. Good. I did. I for some reason I thought the plots could only be picked once per game. Okay. But it's not that. It's just the same unit can't do the same. But the same unit can do like you could have different one unit plots. just doing all. Sure. They could do a recruitment drive, and then if mm-hmm. they get lucky, then go to the worthy vintage, and now they're adding one of their attacks and their saves and right. stuff. So kinda, yeah, this also kind of reminds me of the. Other things that the Z Army used to do, they used to do those, those I don't know, they, I don't remember what they called them. These little missions that they could do during the game, and they could get bonuses. Oh yeah, that was I, a Z, that was in this old Zinch book, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, then they kind of like bring these designed by demise by design plots. They bring them into like the battle tactics, and then into the uh, grand strategy. They do have a cool, cool artifact. Yeah. The bear has a five-up ward while they're within three inches of a friendly summonable unit. Yeah, the like Crown of just... Command is back. Yep. Um, yeah, uh, so th- it's a pretty cool little set of rules, but you've got to play her and a bunch of vampire lords mm-hmm. and just just dogs and bats. Dogs and bats. Dogs and bats, dogs and bats. So it's, that's insane. Yeah. And then you get all of these regiments of renown. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? We've got some time. Let's just go through them real quick. Um, now, they all have a set point. Okay. So for this one, this is Neferata's royal echelon because these are the hands of Nagash. These are all death armies. Yeah. This is Neferata, five black knights, 10 death rattle skeletons, and another 10 death rattle skeletons. Yeah. Okay. They have a ward of six. Once per battle at the end of the battle shock phase, if Neferata's on the field. You can replace the battle tactic you picked at the start with a different one. And you still can't pick one. You have to pick one that hasn't been done. 
Um, oh, you know, you can pick a battle tactic. You have already picked this battle, but only if it has not already been completed. Right. So you okay. could try, you know, the same battle tactic twice as long as you didn't. Well, yeah, and at the end of the battle shock phase. So maybe I didn't get my intended battle tactic, but I did mm-hmm. something that would have won me a different one. Switch. Yeah. Yep. Uh, also, at the start of your hero phase, pick an enemy unit within 12 inches of Neferata, and then they can't have ward rolls. Yeah. Interesting. How much does Neferata's little party here cost? 600 points. Yeah. Five knights, two units of 10 skeletons, and a Neferata is 600 points. I wonder if they're going to release these as little box sets. It wouldn't be a bad plan. You know, um, a, mor- a, mor- a Mortark, five black knights, and 20 skeletons, and a little box set. That's a nice start. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and it's, uh, I mean, well, this is a regiment of renown. I mean, I suppose if you just took it as a regular, you could just take it as a regular start to your army. I suppose you could totally do that. Yeah. Well, remember, that's what they did the last time they released right. these regiments of renown. They came out with those box sets. Uh, I like the Summer King's Entourage box set. That'd be sweet to get that one. Usheran, 10 Crypt Guard, and three more Bag Knights. Yes. Heck yeah. That actually would not be a bad one at all. Mm-hmm. This one, they get a ward save of six, plus one to attacks for melee weapons used by units while they are wholly within 12 inches of Usheran. Plus one attack on ghouls. They've already got a lot of attacks. <laughs> yeah. Or the Crypt Guard, yeah. Uh, at the end of your movement phase, if Usheran is still on the battlefield, pick a Surf or Knight unit, which is basically those other things, mm-hmm. uh, that has been destroyed and add a replacement unit identical to it. Yep. Wow. Replacement units cannot be replaced. So you only have two units with him. Yeah. So, But he can replace both of them once. Hey, interesting how they have to keep putting in the ward of six plus rules and all four of these things just to make sure they still have like the deathless ability because they're not technically yeah they're, they're not ha- technically soul blight grave lords armies anymore they're this other thing but it's yeah it's all called deathless retainers yeah uh one is manfred 10 grave guard three bats and three two units of three bats basically mm-hmm. uh plus one attack for melee uh for units in this regiment of renown that were set up in the same turn what isn't that everybody? Wait, add one to the attack characteristics. So if you look at the next thing, it makes sense. Oh, I'm sorry. At the start of your hero phase, you could pick one unit that's more than three inches away, remove that unit from the battlefield, set it up again more than six inches from all enemy units. That mm-hmm. unit cannot move in the falling movement phase. Yeah. But it does have one. It can charge. Oh, that's true. And, and, it's, it's, six only, and it's six inches away, so it's close. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to take the next one, the Lich's Hand? Sure, so Lich's hand is Arkan and his boys. So it's Arkan, uh, two Morgast Archai, and two Morgast Harbingers. Um, they have that six up ward. And then they have Unholy Sacraments, which is you can roll a die each time a friendly unit in this regiment of renown is affected by a spell, cast by an enemy unit, or the abilities of an endless spell summoned by an enemy unit. On a two up, ignore the effect of that spell or the effect of the endless spell's abilities on that unit. I mean, nah. Yeah, I mean, two, I mean, you're basically uh, magic proof. Yeah, but it's it's archon and then two, two archi and two harbingers. Yeah, is archon back? No, no. Not he yet. officially he's not back. So this little thing, this is some. No wonder he can ignore magic. He's still on the edges of the thing. Their magic yeah. is not going to hurt him. 
All right. And then we got the uh, OBR one. Yeah. Kratos and two units of three Immortus Guard. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. This is a box I won't buy. The four <laughs> the four armed guys holding it with both left or both right hands on that weapon it irritates me to no end. Yeah. Six up ward. Enemy models that have a wound characteristic or three or less cannot contest ob- objectives when they're within six inches of any models from this regiment. That's nasty. That's really good. Yeah, but this this thing is Gotta be a lot of points. Oh, we forgot. We haven't even talked about some of that. Okay, okay. So let's see. Uh, Nefari was six hundred. Usherin with his ten crypt guard and three knights, six seventy. Manfred with his ten grave guard and six backs, six thirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Archon the black, and then Archon just Archon, and then four more gas is seven fifty. <laughs> That's crazy. And then Kratos or Catacros. With his six Immortus Guard is also seven fifty. Yeah, They're the two most expo- expensive. It's like way too many points. So like he'd play a like a Night Hunt army. I mean, he and, and he'd he have is this a lot of there. points. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel well. Like that's be- why they got the rule in there that you can go past your your ally right, maximum right. because these are huge points. Yeah, um, be pretty powerful though if you had a Night Hunt army and you threw Catacros and. Six Immortus Guard in it? And then the Immortus Guard go to objectives, and then all of your three or less little dubers can't contest. Yeah. It, it might be worth it. I don't know. Uh, it depends on the size of your game, but it, that that alone could be pretty good. You play like a, you'd have 1250 of Night Hunts. You just have a couple characters and maybe just yep a ton of guys you could just fly around and grab objectives. Bananas. I don't know. Uh, finally is the Sorrow Morn Choir. My my lady, Lady Olinder, with ten Dread Scythe Herodons and two units of four Banshees. Yeah. She's they, got the Harvester of Sorrows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they have a six-up ward. In addition, they can retreat and charge. Yeah. They can always do that. They're night haunt. Oh, they can always retreat and charge? I didn't know they could. Uh-huh. Also, uh, they're ethereal. Ignore modifiers, positive or negative, to save rolls. Yeah. In the Battleshock phase, enemy units cannot issue or receive commands within three inches of any units in this regiment or renown. In addition, if you make an unmodified charge roll of eight or more, the first, uh, the strike first effect applies to that unit. Yeah, so that's just giving them like a, like a night haunt, you know, like a, you know, for they charge stuff, it gives them different effects. It's that, kind of the same idea. That one's only six thirty. Yeah, that one. I don't know. I don't. Think, I mean, that's basically the night haunt. Battle traits right there. Yeah. So you could just stick Lady Olinder in with 10 Herodons and two units of Banshees. I mean, I don't know. Lady Olinder is kind of interesting. I, I played against her the other day, and uh, the guy who was playing her, he did some stuff I'd never seen like her used like before. It was really cool. She's got great stuff. I've never been able to use her effectively, and that's a yeah. me problem. And I think well, she's difficult to use because she's so fragile. Yeah, well, that's what he was doing. It was really cool. He was using her uh, her spectral tether spell. Okay, that, that's like a four up to cast, and he was just flying her all over the battlefield, like just like Brink, I'm in your corner now. And he lifts the veil and does a bunch of stuff and throws a bunch of spells at you, and then you try to go over there and clobber her, but she's got like a four up ward, so you can't kill her. And then she goes again, and the, you know unless you double turn, and then then you might be able to get her. But then she casts her four-up spell again, and boop, she's gone again. I'm like, gosh, dang it. It was really interesting. 
Yeah, if, I, I've always. If you know how to play her, I think that she can be really tough. But yeah. she, she, you've got to know how to handle her, and you can't yeah. mess up with her because she will. Every time I take her, she gets killed before I could do cool stuff. I, and I not even I was, yeah. quick. Like sometimes yeah. she's there, but it's like uh, yeah, I raise the veil and I do one wound or something. Yeah. It's like it just. I thought I was going to get her a couple of different times in that game. Nope. The first time she popped up from, you know, with her, with the, you know, she was one of the three units at the beginning of the game and she popped up with two units of like three spirit hosts. And I tried to go fight her, but, you know, she just passes off all her wounds to the spirit host, didn't get her. And then she vanishes all the way back to her lines. Um, you know, then she heals herself with her once per game ability. And then she, every time she lifts the veil, she kills some stuff and heals again. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it was really, it was really cool. I mean, yeah. the only drawback to that was all I had to do was dispel spectral tether. And she's stuck there, you know, fighting right. stuff that I charge into her and she's stuck. And I'm going to get her. But you take that chance, roll the dice and. She got away, you know. Yeah, it was interesting. She, yeah, she, like I said, she's cool. I just I've yeah. never been able to use her properly, and mm-hmm. that's a me problem. So yeah, yeah, I, I I I think that she's a trap in the night haunt list. Like she's a lot of points, and I don't think she does that much. Like in the game that we actually played, I mean, she was doing all kinds of stuff all over the place, just being a pain. But I was thinking about it later. It's like she really didn't do that much. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I I love mm-hmm. the model. I love the concept. I love everything about the Night Haunt stuff. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. she just yeah she doesn't pack the punch that the other Mortarks pack. I I agree. Yeah, and that's that's a problem. I, mm-hmm. Neferata has that problem too, which is why you almost never see yeah. people playing. Yeah, her. Nefer- yeah, Neferata usually just gets wiped out. Yeah. So, all right, that's it. Yeah. That's uh, Reign of the or the Rain, or Mad King I'm Rises. Sorry, Mad King Rises. Yeah, Reign of the Brute was two. Four. So that's that. I know there's there's at least one more. Dawnbringer Five is out there. Do we know the name of it yet? No, haven't heard anything. In fact, is five is that it? Five? I don't or know there, how I, many there's gonna be, but I know there's a, I know there's five is coming out. Yeah, well, because it's not over. There's got to be right. another one after this. But I'm yeah. just I'm wondering how far it's gonna go. How close to July are we gonna go with this mm. storyline? I don't know. Is my big question. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm I'm interested to see how many there are. Hey, everyone they release, I will definitely cover because this story is great. Yeah, it's cool. And I'm still curious as to who's gonna survive. Yeah. But, um, folks, um, we're going to wrap this up now. Thank you for listening. I know this is shorter than usual, but if you just if if you didn't get enough of us last month, good lord, people, <laughs> we'll probably have a garage gamer. Hopefully, at some point, uh, to cover uh, at least the Tomb King. Uh, yeah. par- did you hear it the last episode, Chris? I liked. I kind of liked the we we did the uh, fantasy. The forces of fantasy first to basically give the the army's rules so people knew what that was. Yeah, and then we flipped over and then did the uh, arcane journal and then we covered the the lore part, the history, mm-hmm. because it is so specific to what comes in that book. It really yeah. kind of flowed really nicely. So I we'll do that again with Tomb Kings, and they did announce the orcs, and I'm hoping that that comes out relatively soon and we can get a book for that. As long as they mm-hmm. keep producing, I mean, there's seven more arcane journals on the way, I believe. Yeah, those and are the, those, those are the names them. of the 
of the army books, basically. Yes. Arcane journals. Yeah. And they're only like 27 bucks. They're soft cover. They remind me, they're about 50, 60 pages. They remind me of the old soft cover army books. Hmm. And I remember when I was buying the old soft cover army books, when I first started playing, they were like $22. So yeah. Yeah. This reminds you of them. Plus, um, that's where you get the the cool a lot of cool army specific stuff and the named characters pop in there. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm excited to see what they do for that. Yeah. But I'm also any toolbox stuff you want to mention before we? Um, geez, I, okay. I painted. Uh, I uh, yesterday I built, primed, and and uh, slap chop highlighted or zenithal mm-hmm. highlighted nine mm-hmm. trolls. Nice. Or uh, the rock trogoths, because mm-hmm. I need six more for my thousand points for this weekend, and I yeah. own nine. So <laughs> I built. I just built all nine. So your army is trug, trug, and twelve, twelve rock gut trogoths. It's a awesome. thousand points. Awesome. Um, but I built Sunday. I I built nine and primed and and highlighted nine. Yesterday, I sat down with my paints, and in about two and a half hours, I got them about 70% done. Probably nice. more. Right now, I, I basically, I'm at the point where it's uh, anything I might have missed, like a couple of rocks on them or a couple of straps. Mm-hmm. And then it's uh, you know lips and teeth and toenails and stuff like that and fingernails and yeah. oh and the a couple of the giant rocks that I want to make some nice put some nice colors on them like the the rocks on the end of their hammers sure but that's it that's nine this week I based the whole uh, the whole uh, uh, Astartes part of the uh, Legions Imperialis box and. The uh, extra box of the Astartes infantry I got, so that's nice. moving along. Super cool. Yeah, uh, and that's what uh, that is where I'm primarily get trying to get stuff done. Uh, we have pulled out some of Harrison's LRLs, and wow. he want he's looked through the stuff, and we're gonna go. We're not gonna go with the traditional blue and white. We're gonna go with a blue and a slight cream, probably, mm-hmm. just because white's a pain in the butt. Yeah, cream's a lot easier. So. We'll go with an off-white and blues, just like the classic army. Off-white, blue, and silver. Lots of silver with gold highlights instead of gold mains. Nice. Um, so that's another thing we're starting. So much happening. <laughs> so much going on. Yeah. What about you? Anything interesting? Uh, I've been working on um, my Blood Angels for 40K, actually. Oh, yeah? Just kind of got into the groove of it. I don't know. I played a 40k game the other day. and uh, I saw you first... post that in the Discord. Yeah, I played my first 10th edition 40k game. I played my my Blood Angels versus my friends Necrons. It was it's pretty fun. It's really good, actually. It was it was, uh, it was entertaining. Yeah. Um, so I painted up uh, I had some Blood Angels Terminators I had laying around. I painted up them. Um, and then I painted uh, this uh, Blood Angels Lieutenant uh, with Phobos armor, painted that mm-hmm. guy, and then I'm putting I put together the uh, new uh, Captain with Jump Pack. I bought and put him together. Gonna do that guy Blood Angel, and then I'm doing I'm putting together the Infernus Marines from uh, Leviathan. I have oh, two okay. Put, yeah, I have two of them put together right now. So yeah, Ugh. yeah, it's totally fun. Yeah, no, it's 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 kind of awesome. I, I have so many projects going, and um, and the <laughs> thing is, I I decided, and I but just this I I'm, I've got a lot of stuff going on, 
mm-hmm. we all do. We all have busy lives. Yeah. And it seems like, you know, every time I turn around, something like I, I had plans for last weekend, or I had actually plans this weekend, and they got canceled because I forgot I was going to a tournament. <laughs> so I had to cancel my plans to go do my original plans. And, like, my stuff I was supposed to be doing this week got thrown to the wind because I got to paint up six more Trogoths and yeah. get those guys based. Um, but the thing is, I'm making time for me just about, I try every night yeah. to make some time for me. Uh, and it's not always hobby stuff, but... Yeah, I, I have me time. Fine, you know that I'm. I'm it's yeah. important to me to make a little me time, and mm. I've been spending a lot of it just spending in it hobbying in the evenings. Like yeah, I'm I've been, I've been doing TV. the same. Yeah, just kind of sit and I've been I take into edge highlighting these blood angels. So <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I'm just I'm doing it to myself. Like the extra yeah. work, you yeah. Know? But like, it does like, look nice when it's it done. It looks cool. Like edge highlighting red space rings with slightly brighter red paint is. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it looks cool when they're done. Well, like, and like Ugh. I said, I gotta get I gotta get to building the Bretts in that box games workshop sent me, and then I gotta take out because Barnett's got a lot of stuff, and I don't know what's what. Yeah. So I gotta pull out those things and be like, okay, there's a lot of Bretonians, and what exactly do I have? Mm-hmm. And then get some movement trays made. Oh yeah. Uh, especially for those those uh, lances, because that's a weird shape movement tray. So yeah, yeah. But we're gonna be playing, and that's what's awesome. Cool. All right, uh, I'm, we're gonna go because I gotta go. I want to watch Percy Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Off you go then. It's Tuesday night. I want to watch that before I go to bed because I gotta be up at five. Yeah. Uh, but okay, before we go, of course, Chaos Orc Superstore, Six Squared Studios, and Grognards. Uh, Patreon sponsors, associate producers, Jake C, James Brown, Old Man Yeti, executive producer, Scotty Mill, George Strano, and Sir Killsteak. Uh, no new patrons since we recorded like six days ago, and that's fine. Thank you to all of our current patrons. Thank you to all of our patrons in the past, and thank you to anyone who's just considering being a part of it. Oh, um, we've gotten a bunch of donations come in for the for the um, the birthday episode for the fundraiser for school. Thank you to everyone who's doing that. Um, if you want to donate, there is still time. You're still going to get the guaranteed thank you gifts. If you donate, it goes to uh, uh, PayPal friends and family, uh, if you will. That that just keeps them from taking money out of that that would go to the kids. Uh, it goes just the uh, the uh, email is garagehammer at live dot com, and um, still people, folks, I'm not kidding. Uh, we are going to have some cool add-ons. I'm calling them add-ons, and I'm not naming them because we already have the thank yous. But you know me. I can't help it when I'm going to send people thank yous. I'm a generous gift giver. I might be throwing extra things in. There might be old books from the show. There's going to definitely be some Garage Hammer memorabilia. And I repeat, there is not an entire army being given away. Not an entire army. I do not have an entire army of anything. I mean, I have built stuff, but I'm not giving away my armies. I already sold two of them. We heard how that turned out. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but there is stuff. It's just not a whole army. Not a whole one. But there's going to be cool stuff. If you donate, you will just listen on that episode at the end of February because, A, and it depends on what's going on. If we've got stuff we've actually got to cover, I may just record a bonus little thing or something at the end or something, a bonus Garage Gamer where we can talk about this and thank everybody. Um, it depends on what's going on. It just it, I want to make it fit. And if we get another book to review or something like that, and it takes three hours, then all that birthday stuff. Or maybe we'll just intersperse it throughout the episode. 
Hey, mm-hmm. thank you to this person for giving. I'm going to throw in an extra this or an extra that. Please, I just want you to have something cool. I just want to say thank you because, guys, uh, there's been a couple dozen of you, right, at this point who have who have come in and, and donated. And, you, I mean, club is going to be flush next year and probably the year after that. Um, hopefully everything they need is going to be handled. People are still sending me stuff. Hey, I got leftovers. I bought this starter box, and then the guy didn't want his half, and it's been sitting here for two years. Do you want it? Sure. I'm going to throw in some extra paints I don't use because I don't use that color scheme anymore. Sure. The, the kids love it. So anyone who wants to help out with that, um, I just I, – Please, you know, you've got another couple of weeks, and um, I, I, I'm, I'm stunned that, at, at, the, at the response, and I want to thank each and every one of you uh, uh, for everything that you guys have done for the show, from the person who downloads and listens and gets our numbers up, to the Patreon patrons, to the people who help out when we ask for help for the dumbest things. So thank you all. All right? Uh, Chris. Yo. You're good? Oh, yeah. All right. So we will be back in a couple of weeks, folks. I have no idea with what at this point. Oh, actually, no. A couple of weeks will be the birthday episode, 332. So this is it, 331. Next episode, my birthday, we're going to be thanking all these people and then doing I don't know what. Maybe it'll be a hobby episode. I'm just thinking off the top of my head. I should probably just shut up and end the show, right? Play a game. We'll play a game on air. Oh, that would be awesome. I would love if we could do that for my birthday. That would be cool. All right, folks, until next time, only the feast, only the feastful. <laughs> what? Am I drunk? No, I haven't had a drink in a year. Oh, all right. Only the faithful will be triumphant. Only the faithful will stand when all others fall. And only the faithful will know no despair except in failure. Oh, Sigmar.